Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. A quick Ron Paul update, of course. As you may or may not be aware, Rudy Giuliani has dropped out of the Republican presidential race today. Darn. I'm going to miss him. And uh, that means there are only four more contenders, which means that it should be very interesting to see how much time Ron gets to speak in tonight's presidential debate. Last time, I believe it was MSNBC, he got six min- just over six minutes, while the other competitors got 14, 13, 15, and like 22 from Mitt Romney. Uh, so it should be interesting to see how that's divvied up tonight. And, of course, we'll uh, let you know tomorrow. I find it so strange that um, they you know, that they give a small amount to the guy who's polling the worst and a large amount to the guy who's polling the best, just essentially sort of updating the, um, you know, giving, giving credence to the status quo. You know, just uh, it doesn't make any sense. It, it's not fair. I, yeah, it's very bizarre. It's, you know, the, the media blackout of Ron Paul, which actually Lou Rockwell was recently commenting on, or the, the, uh, the good people over at the, the Lou Rockwell blog, because what they've pointed out is that it seems like Ron Paul's media coverage has diminished since the voting has started. Yes. Very interesting. They were paying attention to him before the actual primaries and caucuses were happening, and now nothing's going on. Well, Thomas DiLorenzo, he's the guy that wrote the book about Lincoln, uh, The Real Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, he writes on Lou Rockwell's blog, well, it was okay for the mainstream media to cover Ron Paul's campaign as long as there was no voting taking place. After all, they have to have something to talk and write about, and all the other candidates sing the same old boring tune. But once the voting started, there's indeed been a complete mainstream media blackout. Economists William Meckling and Michael Jensen, formerly of the University of Rochester, offered an explanation for the extreme statist bias of the media some 30 years ago, and I think it applies to the mainstream media's current blackout policy. If you're a national news reporter, you must always keep in mind that the news must be new. You must cultivate numerous inside sources of news, and in today's world, those sources are overwhelmingly in government. If you report on defense issues, your main sources are Defense Department bureaucrats or political appointees. If you're an environmental reporter, your sources are EPA bureaucrats and political appointees. If you're a crime reporter, you rely on the FBI bureaucracy, etc., etc. This is why the media are never very critical of government bureaucrats, unless bureaucrats are being insufficiently interventionist. They pretend to be critical from time to time, but not really. The regime must be defended at all costs, for it is the regime that is the source of the journalist's human capital. Strip away parts of the regime, as Ron Paul wants to do, and you strip away jobs and careers for journalists. It's not Ron Paul who's the target of the blackout, but his ideas of peace, freedom, free enterprise, and limited constitutional government. After all, the mainstream media never, ever write anything about him without saying, but of course, he has no chance of winning. They don't believe he could ever win, but his ideas could which is why they must be hidden from public view at all costs. It'll be interesting to see how much longer it takes the Internet to break up this monopolistic political conspiracy. And I generally agree with his sentiment here. Mm-hmm. However, I don't think that it's true that that uh, if if government is dismantled, that jobs and careers will disappear for journalists. I think that might be something they believe. I think journalists might think that. 
You know, if, well, if government was cut down, what would we report on? I don't even know if they think about it. They don't think about the possibility of government. How could they think about government going away? It's like thinking about gravity going away for most people. Well, that's what he's suggesting here, and perhaps they would. I mean, perhaps they realize that if Ron Paul were elected, the wonderful departments they are covering might not have the power that they do today, and therefore there wouldn't be as much news to write about. I don't know, Mark. That's just what he's suggesting. I, I, you know, most of what they write about is fluff and baloney anyway. They probably have, they'd probably be free to start writing about truth and real stuff without pressure from other higher-ups. Well, well, it th- seems to me that if you don't have government to write about, and if you pick up any newspaper and you look at the front, you know, the front section of the paper, the majority of those stories, international, national, state, whatever, are going to be in relation to something government is doing. They're going to be somehow connected to some government action, plan, program, something gone wrong, some proposal something tied into government. And so I can see how people might be afraid if they thought enough about it. And I'm not saying they all do, Mark. Yeah. But if they thought enough about it, that oh, what would we do without government to report on? Well, there are plenty of things to report on. How about consumer issues? It's a huge thing. How about bad businesses? I mean, let me tell you, when I see, I don't watch TV, but the, back in the past when I encountered more of it, uh, and I saw the, the previews for the, the nightly news tonight at 11, It was never interesting to me to see a preview about what government is doing, but it was always interesting to see our cameras went undercover at this diamond store and we found out how you were being ripped off. That sort of coverage. I love that stuff. I find that fascinating. Yeah, I'm with you. So I think there'd be more of that if they didn't have government to focus on. Focus on the bad businessmen because they are out there. Let's figure out who they are and ostracize them and alert the community to them. How about uh, human tragedy stories? I mean, those are, you know, unfortunately, there's never any end to that. So you could always talk about that. Crime is, you know, certainly going to continue being an issue. Not as It wouldn't be as much in a, in a more voluntary society or a more laissez-faire society. Sure, we, they wouldn't be creating crime. Right, well, we wouldn't have the war on drugs and we wouldn't have all these other things. But still, there would be crimes and that would be worth reporting on. So... Jobs wouldn't go away. There's always something to talk about. Yeah, they just shift to, from one sector to another, and that's okay. That's right, actually that's, good. That's like saying Free Talk Live would be out of business if there was no government to pick on anymore. That's not true. The, that's just what we are focusing on today because it's one of the most pressing things to talk about. If there were no government around, we'd be talking about consumer issues. We'd be taking your calls, as always, about what you want to talk about. That is the premise of the show. There was a there was an e- or a, a post on the BBS recently talking about how some of our callers are less than desirable for this particular individual to listen to on the air. Mm -hmm. And I I can understand where he's coming from. I can. I mean, because letting anybody on the air is breaking the rules of talk radio. We, back in the... dangerous. Right. Back in the beginning days of Free Talk Live, we were sat down for like a good hour at least, with the manager of the station. In the uh, big office that overlooked the harbor with the uh, bobbing sailboats? Yes, yes. Very nice. Nice window office. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we sat down and we had the discussion where he laid out the rules of talk radio. Mm. Now, I don't know if these are codified anywhere, but he certainly seemed to know them. Well, and, you know, when when Big Jim Davis says these are the rules of radio, those were the rules of radio as far as I'm concerned. That's true. And, of course, we've made a career, basically, out of breaking a number of those rules. But we've always kept what he said in mind. (laughs) Absolutely. I haven't forgotten what he said. And some of them were good rules, okay? Some of them certainly were. But, I, you know, when someone gives 
as an anti-authoritarian, when someone gives me a set of rules, I analyze those rules and say, hmm, yeah, agree with that. Nope, don't like that one. So I'll just pick and choose for myself, and that's what I did. And so, you know, the concept of the show is it's free talk live. You call in about anything. That's what it's always been from day one. So could we screen out some of the more, oh, I don't know, incoherent callers? That is one of the rules. You shouldn't have, they say, you shouldn't have somebody on the air that can barely get words out, that stutters, that doesn't sound good, that's not coherent, they're not making sense. We let all that on the air on this show. Yeah, um, and if you're going to let someone on the air, you still want them to sound, uh, you know, if, if, you're gonna dis- if they're going to disagree with you, which, of course, a good, screen- good screening or a, a thorough screening will catch whether they're going, generally, whether they're going to agree or disagree with you. Uh, if, if they do come on the air, generally you want them to sound dumber than you. So... You know, that's well. We let smart people on the air too. Yeah. So, so we do. You know, we let people. What we had a uh, scientist call in and tell us that uh, you know, uh, talk to us about global warming uh, a couple few weeks ago, and we didn't agree with him. So we should have screened him out according to the uh, rules of talk radio. Right. Right. The other talk hosts don't want to be made look dumb, so they won't. You know, they'll only take. I already know we're dumb. I don't know if I'm dumb. I'm certainly ignorant on a number of things. That's uh, There's no doubt about that. But you're a good conversationalist. Right. So I just want to point out that uh, if you, for whatever reason, don't like the content of the show, you certainly can go somewhere else. But what we prefer is that you call in. So if you're tired of hearing the same callers over and over again, because you don't have to be too bright to pick up your phone and, you know, dial a number. That's really the only requirement uh, that it takes to get on the air with us. Pick up your phone. Call in. Because the fact is, if we're getting a a higher volume of calls, then the regulars, if you will, won't be able to get through as often. And so the problem will solve itself over time as more people listen and more people begin participating in the show. But if you don't like it, if you don't want to get on the air with us, that's fine. Sit back, listen, and enjoy. And enjoy the incoherent callers, because there is something enjoyable about them. It's certainly, I'd rather listen to someone incoherent than listen to anybody calling The Sean Hannity Show any day. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airways via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231, and bring up what you want. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The features we give away, and they include the updates. Get on the list. We will let you know when there's something new to announce about the show. Go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on that list. It's free, of course. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Sound money is under attack. The Liberty Dollar offices were raided by the FBI and Secret Service on November 14th, and all of its precious metals, computers, and records were seized. Your help is urgently needed. Go to libertydollar.org and sign up for their updates and register for the lawsuit. Don't let the government steal your money and destroy the Liberty Dollar. That's libertydollar.org. We go to the phone calls. Michael in Connecticut. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. How are you guys doing? Hey, just great, Michael. What's on your mind? Uh, good. I, I actually, I'm sorry I miss you guys at the Liberty Forum. I'm actually friends with Glenn Jacobs as well, and I, uh, I wrestle with Glenn on, uh, WWE. Oh, oh wow. Stevie nice. Richards. So you got a lot of wrestlers calling in. Wait, this I'm week. sorry. I missed your, I missed your, uh, your stage name. What was it? Stevie Richards. Stevie Richards. Excellent. Well, welcome to the show. Thanks. I also, more importantly, I'd like to say, since, uh, since I've known Val, Sean Morley, uh, I've always heard, of the idea of uh, libertarianism, of, uh, of liberty itself and freedom. And uh, like a lot of people, for a long time, I, I really didn't really understand it. I always just kind of was fed the, uh, the status quo of politics and politicians and 
what they're feeling. I'm used to having bad politicians or voting for the lesser evil sure. and all the other cliches that people who don't really know any better always seem to settle for. And, and in the past year, it's really been an awakening uh, between listening to Sean talking to Glenn. Uh, I used to travel with Glenn, so I, you know, I got quite a bit of education from him and then uh, being turned on the free talk live and other things. And, and now that I'm past that point, I'm, I'm, it's always a learning experience, I, I know. But now that I have a better idea and actually looking from a different perspective, it's, it's torture to watch some of these debates. It's torture <laughs> to watch the, the, the media like CNN and especially Fox News. And, uh, you know, my question is now with Ron Paul kind of like uh, not really doing as well as we all had hoped or he should be doing, uh, you know, more accurately, uh, do you guys see anybody that can carry on, uh, say, in the 2012 elections or, or past that? Do you see anybody stepping up? Because I know Ron Paul's in his 70s, and we, you guys have kind of alluded to the fact that he probably won't run in 2012. Do you see anybody that could actually uh, come forward in the next, you know, four years? Well, when you, uh, when you say, do we see anybody? Ron Paul, Ron Paul thing has been such a phenomenon, sure. especially on the Internet and in the mainstream media. It'd be a shame to see nobody come after, you know, he's only there for the idea of liberty and freedom. It'd be great if somebody else could, you know, step up there and he could pass the torch if he decided not to run in 2012. Well, first of all, I don't see anybody, at least as far as inside the system, I don't see anybody that's currently a representative. There's no, There are no other Ron Pauls in Washington, D.C. There are some guys that, you know, they might vote in favor of freedom sometimes, but, you know, that's hit and miss. Uh, more so than anything else. But th- the question is, it really was wide open. Is there anybody? Well, of course there are people out there that uh, that could probably get better traction than Ron Paul. I mean, I can think of some. I don't know what their their chances are and how interested they are, but Penn Jillette, I think, would be awesome. Penn Jillette, the, uh, yeah. the comedian magician. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's yeah. got nothing better to do except do his magic show. He's made plenty of money on that. He's certainly gotten a lot of visibility from his great Showtime uh, series, BS. So I don't know if the next uh, the next real serious liberty candidate is necessarily going to have to be someone from the political structure. I certainly don't see anybody as as being an option. I'd love to hear you guys. Wayne, what do you think? I'll place my vote for Carla Howell of the Center for Small Government out of Massachusetts. The problem, though, is that who is she? I mean, Ron Mm -hmm. Paul has enough trouble getting attention. I really feel like if we could have a principled libertarian celebrity, that would probably do a lot to uh, attract the media in a way that they wouldn't normally have. uh, Normally, they'll use whatever excuse they can can to ex- to ignore our candidates and I think Glenn would probably get a bunch of attention. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, I, I wanted Glenn to run as uh, Ron Paul's running mate. I thought that uh, <laughs> Doctor M- Doctor No and Kane in two thousand eight, the tag you know, team. A tag team for the Constitution <laughs> yeah. would be awesome. Yeah. But um, you know, <laughs> I can't go pushing him too hard, right? Right. Uh, so. Um, my answer to it is, you know, we just don't know. I didn't see Ron Paul in 2006 being a presidential candidate. Sure, um, he I, didn't see himself as as that, and, and no one knew what the no one knew what it was going to be like. So I think that we have to, you know, continue to work for liberty, um, continue to uphold the principles, and I think that someone will show themselves I because think, of the huge success that Ron has had. Right, and a lot can happen in four years. I mean, that's a long period of time. A lot happens in 12 months. Uh, so you're right, and especially considering what 
has begun as a result of the Ron Paul campaign, this explosion of, of libertarian interest, all of these young people discovering freedom. I mean, now we've got, uh, you know, the, we're taking over the WWE from the inside. I mean, this is, <laughs> I mean, this is unprecedented. The growth of this movement that is experienced in just the last 12 months, if not the, this decade, has been pretty tremendous. And so who knows what kind of growth we're going to continue to see over the next four years, how the Free State Project is going to play into that, what new people we'll uncover within the next four years so i don't know yeah, who i know it's for going a fact that last year i didn't have any of these views or anything and this is you know you hear this more from anybody probably and the ron paul's heard it from a bunch of people that they've never really gone out of their way to register the vote to right. vote or actually be excited and try to educate themselves on, on the political scene and that's that's what's happened to me in the past year it's been such a great awakening and and i'm excited i thirst for the knowledge and and i listen to your show every night and Go to LouRockwell.com. I'm, I'm actually looking at LibertyConspiracy.com right now. Glenn shows excellent. It's, it, there's a, so much information out there. It's a shame that there's some people that can't even, you know, with all that information out there, they still seem to miss the point and count on the mainstream media for all their information. That's the that's the saddest part of all. Well, that's starting to change, and, and that's what's exciting. You know, that's one of the things that's very exciting. You mentioned Glenn's show. I don't think he's ever talked about that on the air. I didn't know if that was off. Or, I think it was off limits last time we, we asked him about it. So I won't mention his show, but uh, I do know Val has one. Uh, Sean Morley, the guy you were talking about earlier, Val Venus, he's doing his own show. He's calling it the Freetarian Show. And you yeah, can, it's been around for a while. Right, I mean, you've I, been I, on I it. Really I think like I heard you on it once. I think I was, I was on Glenn's show a couple times. I actually just listen uh, because it, it's such a learning experience. I don't know what I can add when you have former libertarian presidential candidates on there and Barry Hess, former governor, uh, the, the, the running for governor, and you know, then just me, you know, a guy <laughs> who pretty much plays video games all day and has a tech podcast. <laughs> hey, that's I, I've got a show. What, what's wrong with that? <laughs> I play video games all day. So I think it's cool that we're we're having new people entering into the the new media marketplace, bringing new ideas, bringing uh, new viewpoints, and uh, and and expressing them to a to a completely different audience that we might not normally be able to reach, or somebody else might not normally be reaching. And so I think we're going to see some more continued growth. In fact, this ties into something I think we were talking about with, with Nick last night, or maybe it was Gardner. Anyway, I, actually I think it was I was talking with Gardner off the air about this, was how s the socialists were uh, very slowly bringing their ideas into America over a, a period of years, and, and the American politicians were adopting these ideas, and so now we live in this socialist state. But it took decades for their ideas to really take hold. I think we're going to see a reversal of that, or we can see a reversal of that. And as you said, Michael, it's only been a year since you encountered these ideas and you're already sort of voraciously consuming as much of it as possible. Stevie Richards. His name's Michael. Stevie's his wrestling name. <laughs> oh, okay. Michael, thanks for the call tonight, dude. We, we appreciate hearing from you. But what I wanted to say was that, you know, he's voraciously absorbing as much as possible. So I think we can see a reversal. And I want to talk about that more here in moments. It's Free Talk Live. Scientists have discovered a human hormone that increases people's trust in each other, oxytocin. And for the first time, with Liquid Trust, you can harness this power. Buy Liquid Trust now at 800-507-3718 or liquidtrustspray.com. Use code FTL to get free shipping.
This is Free Talk Live, your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That would be the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Features there we give away, including live streams. So tune in to our broadband or dial-up streams. They're both there, and they're completely free for you at freetalklive.com. Now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents, like your will or a living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com. So after the show on Monday night, Gardner Goldsmith, uh, who had joined us for the program, he and I, you know, chatted for a little while after the show, as we do sometimes, because I don't get to see him very often. He lives over on the other side of the state. And uh, we were talking about how long he thought it might take to get to a laissez-faire society or to at least significantly go off in that direction and drastically reduce government. And he was talking about 10, 20, you know, 20 years. He was talking about 20 years. And I said, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, we don't, we don't know how long it's going to take, but I have a feeling it might be faster than that. And, and the reason for that, I think, is very sound. And this is what I was just getting into before we went away for a moment there. If you look at the history of the socialists and how they had brought their ideas into the mainstream in America and have essentially, I mean, we almost live in a complete socialist country at this point. It's not quite there yet, but they're, they're getting there. The fact is the ideas are definitely, they've successfully been inculcated into the population at large. Certainly the politicians have uh, given it their tacit endorsement, if not their explicit endorsement. And uh, socialism is it just abounds in America. And this is a process that took them decades upon decades. It, it, has, it has been a very long, involved process for them. The question is, how long will it take to turn it around and, and re-educate people in, into helping them understand liberty and freedom and why socialism doesn't work, why this has been a bad idea and an abject failure, and, and freedom is the answer? How long will that take? I don't think it'll take as long because to to start to adopt the ideas of socialism, you really have to stilt your logic. And when you hear the truth, when you start to hear about freedom again and you hear the other side of the argument, which isn't being presented in the mainstream media and you're hearing it again somewhere, all of a sudden, all the things that that seem wrong, the, the solutions start to make sense. That's true. And I think that, you know, these ideas that we're presenting, and many people are presenting now, whether it's on the Internet or on the radio, uh, they're going to eventually penetrate all the nooks and crannies of ignorance and misinformation. And, and when we reach critical mass, then things will change, and, and the politicians will smell it coming, and they'll start to change, too. I think that point of critical mass is closer than we might believe it is. And the reason is because for the last several decades, as the socialists were trying to work their agenda into place... They didn't have the Internet, and we do. So what we've seen in the past seven years, just this decade, the past eight years, has been a tremendous growth in the availability of the libertarian message, of the pro-freedom viewpoint. Before you know, the Internet was around, you had to know somebody who knew somebody who knew what the books were that you had to go and find somehow, get your hands on in order to, uh, to access that information in order to learn about liberty. But now all you have to do is go to Google, and yeah. it's just endless. You can learn as much as you want. You can invest as much time into learning it as you, would, as you would like to, as you have time. And as a result of that accessibility, as a result of the information revolution, people, more so than ever, have come across our message. People that just 
are, are, are just surprising to me. I mean, we've got three professional wrestlers that listen to this show. At least three. Yeah, at least at least three that we know about that have called into Free Talk Live. Who? I mean, that's and, that's pretty cool. And those guys have a lot of influence out there. And, right. and as these, uh, it's like the Breck commercial. Well, you tell two friends, they tell two friends, yeah. and so on and so on. But it's not two friends anymore. It's right. not. You know, it's, it's you're really not restricted spreading. in that way. Because back in the old days, well, you you'd have to pick up the phone to call a friend, but now you can send out an email to 200 friends mm-hmm. if you want to. And and these guys, these uh, the, the professional wrestlers we're referencing, many of them have started their own uh, podcasts, and so they are leveraging their uh, their their renown, if you will. Yeah. To, to help spread this message. And, and again, we don't know who we've touched and then the that we haven't people heard from. And people are doing it too. Right. We do, and we don't know who we've touched that we haven't heard from. Who else is out there that has, has experienced this message and has found it so exciting and so exhilarating that they've gone out in, in any way they possibly can to either promote Ron Paul or talk about the Free State Project or talk about liberty in general and get this message out? I think we're going to see that critical mass maybe within the next decade. The other thing is when people are fat and happy, they don't really care as much about change. That's true. But we have a demographic as well as an economic train wreck ahead of us within a matter of uh, several years, maybe a few years, maybe six months. We don't know. But when that happens, people are going to start looking for answers. and They're not going to be fat and happy anymore. They're going to be struggling. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to a lot of people are going to question the current system a lot more than they were when you had all this fake money out there and people were buying stuff like crazy and, and, you know, and pushing all the debt forward. So this is all going to come back and bite us very soon. It's starting to happen. And our opportunity and, and both our opportunity and our challenge is to, is to ex- accelerate uh, spreading the message of liberty. So when this happens that we can say this isn't from free markets. This is from government intervention mm-hmm. in the markets because it will be presented as if the government didn't do enough. Yeah, well, sure it will. And so we have to accelerate and really – Until we have more people in the media. Right. Which is a critical aspect, of course, and I, I'm sure a number of people are, are working on that. Certainly, we're trying to do our part here at Free Talk Live, uh, and, and hopefully by the time things start to get bad, if it gets to that point, I mean, maybe we'll get lucky and Ron Paul will get elected, but I, you know, I wouldn't bet on that. Uh, but, but if it we starts, try. when it starts yeah. to get worse, maybe they'll already be hearing our message at that point and say, you know, what those libertarians are saying is starting to make sense now. You know, instead of us being on the fringe and wacko, which we're not, our positions make sense, and they're the right positions. They're the moral. Voluntary interaction is the only humane method of interacting with man. Isn't it amazing that the so-called mainstream is really the wacko extreme? Mm. And they, they, they've twisted it completely around. It's really crazy. So that was my vision. I, I think it's very clear that with the information accessibility that we have in this country and around the world, the message of liberty is going to be, it's going to get to the point where the mainstream media and the people in positions of power, the elites who for so long have withheld this information or kept us away from experiencing this information, they're losing their grip and it scares them. They're frightened to death of of us actually getting our message out there. And that's why you see these bogus laws like the Homegrown Terrorist Act and all that because they know that their their power is threatened. That's they know, true. They know, and and we're not. We don't mean any, them any harm. We just want our freedom. And that's why you're seeing Ron Paul getting six minutes in the last debate uh, a couple a week ago, when the other candidates got at least twice, if not three times, as much time as he did, because they're doing what they can to minimize this viewpoint, which is unfortunate, because if more of them would have just em- would embrace it, they and, can have their freedom too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They'd be wealthier. I mean, the the people that are wealthy today wouldn't lose their wealth. They'd get wealthier yeah. at a faster clip. 
course, there'd be more competition, and you know that's a good thing for even everyone. if their dollar value and wealth uh, didn't increase as quickly, what it will buy would be faster because you'd have uh, true. you'd have uh, more stable money. Great points. 800-259-9231. Would love your thoughts as well. Uh, let's go to the phones. Talk to Liam in Indianapolis, or Indiana, rather. Liam, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, not much. I have two uh, things I wanted to say. Uh, one, I just wanted to ask Wayne. Um, you guys have that, that this thing. It's a commercial for FTLDiscount.com. Uh, it's a guy. He's selling a, a weight loss product, right? And it's supposed to make you lose, like, you know, 20 pounds in, like, 10 days. And I know Wayne's kind of like the health guy, so I wanted to know if it actually works or not, you know, or if I should not spend 600 bucks on it. You know, I'm not familiar with it, so I, I couldn't answer that. I'll have to study up on that and get back to you. My email address is wayne at freetalklive.com. Is it that expensive? What's that? Is it that expensive? What? He said it was $600. Oh, I don't know. I don't know how much it was. No, as a matter of fact, it's not. It's uh, it's not $600. I, I purchased it, and it was 155 Okay. Um, for really? all the products. Yeah. The, um, oh, that's, I, but that's cool. I, I did purchase it. I didn't really stick to the program the way you're supposed to. I you did have lose, no willpower. I, 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 I lost six pounds um, in you know, the amount of, uh, amount of time, but I've, I know somebody who is sticking to the program, and they've lost 14 so far. Really? Oh, wow. So... There you go. There you go. You had a second right. question, so hang on, Liam. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind, and we will bring you a story from Arizona about a man, or actually a lady, who was attacked by a cop. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever you want, toll-free. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, by the way, 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Features we give away. Now, if you like the show, want to help us out a little bit, then go buy some Free Talk Live gear at the store. Head over to store.freetalklive.com and grab yourself Free Talk Live t-shirts and hats and hoodies, as well as some other great products, including DVD Classic Archive Collector Sets, our uh, very cool Free Talk Live lighter bottle opener combo. See what I mean? Head over to store.freetalklive.com and find out about our special offer involving getting you a free copy of Barry Cooper's uh, DVD, Never Get Busted. So take a look at all the details at store.freetalklive.com. We continue with the phone calls here. Liam is back on the line in Indiana. You had a second question, Liam. Yeah. Um, well, it actually wasn't a question. It was just I wanted to talk about uh, health care and stuff. Sure. I'm, um, I'm you know, on, on a forum this music forum, and there's all these, like, socialists talking about health care, you know. I'm trying to set them straight, but they're just not really getting it, you know. So I want to see if we can get some of our listeners to go over there oh, boy. and, you know, help me <laughs> An out. An invasion. <laughs> what, what's the forum? But, uh, it's uh, Harmony Central. It's on the base forum. Uh, there are a bunch of musicians. But I posted a link on the BBS. Okay, good deal. Uh, it's um, under the general, under help, I need backup. Okay. Yeah, you know some of our uh, some of our BBSers, the people that uh, that uh, that are the denizens of our forum online, they like that kind of thing. They like yeah. going in in mass into a uh, forum and just forum stirring wars. it up. Yeah, that's what it is. It's forum wars. Yeah. I don't know how effective Definitely. it is. I don't know if it's anything more than just fun internet stuff. If it'll actually do anything worthwhile, but uh, hey, but, whatever. But you know, if you really expect to win them over, you have to come. 
you have to come at it in a certain way because if you just come at it confrontationally, it's not going to work. Right, because I mean, they're going to well, know. I'm being kind of nice to him. Like, he suggested, he was, you know, I was saying that the, that the, you know, if we had a free market, then people could get into business and, and lower costs or undercut, you know, the, the bigger people, you know, to, to drive the prices down. You know, and he was like, well, how are they going to do that? Are they going to, you know, cut their employees' pay, or are they going to plaster advertisements all over the place? And I was like, yeah, that's actually a really good idea. I was like, <laughs> you should do that. We could, you know, put advertisements up all over the hospital, and then, you know, and then that would lower costs and stuff. And, you know, so he tried to turn it back around on me and act like I was being uh, ridiculous. Yeah, you're just a corporate well, slave. Let's yeah, not forget. Exactly. Let's not forget all the paperwork that would be eliminated if we got the government. Um, that is a huge out of factor. I said that to him, and they were like, "No, no, private organizations have just as much paperwork." Nonsense. Retarded, you know? That's nonsense. <laughs> then they've never dealt with that's the government. The, yeah, but you know, also a lot, a lot of socialists who are for uh, socialized medicine are under this mistaken uh, impression that w- our current system is a free market system. Right. Yeah. W- which it isn't. It's a corporatist system. Yeah. And, and basically, I made that point as well. And the government basically is in bed with a few key industries and special interests, and they keep the price up because they create a mo- monopoly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's I, an I important that, thing. that exact point. And the guy's trying to say that, that you know, he's like, so what, do you want to just change the entire American system? And I was like, well, yeah. Well, actually, back to what it used to be. It used that's to be exactly a, what I want to do. It used you know, to be I'd a doc- do that than steal everybody's money. To right, well, that's right. And socialized medicine is changing the uh, entire American <laughs> right. system. That's what he wants to do, too. Right. But, <laughs> but, but the yeah, thing, that's true. But that's you see, true. there are a lot of people who have muscled their way in between the doctor and the patient. And it's just a matter of having a doctor-patient relationship and getting the middlemen out. Yeah. There you go. Any other objections you wanted to share with us? No, just uh, go to that Harmony Central and... and Beat these socialists. You'll have to be careful, though, because when you're doing an invasion like that, they're going to know that, oh, where's all these new users coming from? They're going to notice all these people popping up out of the woodwork that may not have a, a, a history of actually posting on the forum, so therefore yeah. they won't have credibility. So you have to really be careful with that approach. I don't really care. I mean, <laughs> There you forum. go. Then have fun. <laughs> it's just the Internet, and it's just a forum. Thanks for the call, dude. We appreciate it. I think some people really take Internet forums way too seriously. Way too seriously. It's fun. I look at it as like a, a little digital sandbox, basically. And our Free Talk Live forum is my sandbox. And I let people come in and play in the sandbox. And there pretty much aren't very many rules in my particular sandbox. In other ones, there are very restrictive rules. Uh, but if you don't like the sandbox, you can always go start your own sandbox and play in it. If you think things are a little too serious and things are, so, you know, you're having too many arguments with people, well, just go away. You don't have to play in my sandbox. There's no one forcing you to be there. So people really get uh, get a little too into the forums, I think. Take things a little Some too seriously. Some do. Yeah. Uh, but, but nonetheless, they can be a lot of fun. And I think there's also an important factor in that it's sort of like Free Talk Live. The Internet forums are similar to Free Talk Live in that if you're having a confrontation and you get into it with somebody who is just not changing their viewpoint, they're just, they're just completely locked down, total, 100% socialist you know there's no chance you're going to convince that person. So what you have to remember is there are a lot of people that are watching the thread. And, of course, the more persuasive you are, the better. I don't recommend argumentation at all. I recommend persuasion and attempting to to help that person see the benefits of liberty through selling the benefits to them, showing them how their life could be better, their life would be improved, and how their loved ones and others, poor people's lives, for instance, in the cases of uh, people that claim to be wanting to help the poor, whatever it is they want, show them how they can get it. 
from liberty. That's different from arguing as to why my position's better than yours. It's, it's completely different. Uh, but uh, if you can focus on that, eventually you'll bring people over without even knowing it. You'll bring people to the message uh, without realizing it because they're watching you debate with this socialist on the Internet. So I think it could have some value. I just wonder how much it does. It just depends on how it's done, like we said. Yeah, well, maybe if you've been persuaded by an Internet post somewhere, you should call in and let us know what your story was. What was it about? Has uh, have there been successful examples of this? Certainly there have. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Todd in Alabama. Todd, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, no, did y'all catch the State of the Union the other night? Hell no. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> I like was, getting well, lied just, to. <laughs> just to point you out a little bit, Bush started out a good game with tax relief, but then right after that he rolled right into a lot of programs that needed support and everything. Mm. And the, the dollars he was talking about looked like it far outweighed what he needed in, you know, to let taxes go for all that goes. But then he went on to say that he would veto anything that come across his desk that wouldn't cut uh, pork in at least half. Do you think that means he'd have to read the bill? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he could claim he has advisors that would read the bills for him, but he's full of it, and you and I both know it. I mean, he's not going to do anything like that. He's got no reason to do it. He's got no reason not to do it. He's a lame duck president. He's got another year left in office, and uh, he's just speechifying for the hell of it. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, he's, I just couldn't believe what he was talking about. No, well, we don't believe the tax early. relief claims either, because as I understand it, it's going to work exactly the same way as the one in 2001 did, where they're going to cut Americans a check, and then it's going to be applied to their, uh, to their return the next year. So if you get $300 or $600 back from the government, that's $600 you just won't get in 2008. It's, it's a loan from your withholding. Or 2009. Yeah, exactly. So, and somebody, that. somebody emailed me a cartoon of how, of how the money chain is going to work. Is that we're going to, we're going to borrow the $300 per person from China, and then we're going to spend it at Walmart. We're going to give it right back to them. <laughs> so, Todd, any other thoughts tonight? Yeah, we got to vote early today. We have Mardi Gras down here in, in Alabama, and uh, we got to vote early today. So I hope Ron Paul does good. I voted for him and saw a plane flying by. I was with a customer today. We was in their house, and uh, my dis- one of my people called me and says, you, you outside? I said, no. He says, well, look outside. There's a plane heading your way with your man on it. And they had a flyer going overhead. The customer, oh, really? Come on, let's go see. Let's go see. We all ran outside and checked it out. So I hope everybody's as enthusiastic about Ron Paul as I am and he is, because we sure need somebody like that to help us out. Isn't this momentous? I mean, what other presidential candidate in the history of this country would <laughs> have, planes? have planes with banners flying off them and blimps? blimps. Right. Yeah, yeah, this is unbelievable. I said, I said, do you mean a blimp? <laughs> he said, no, it's an airplane, but it had his face on there and everything. It That's good. amazing. That sounds like the Ron Paul Air Corps. I've heard them being promoted on uh, during some of the commercial breaks here. And I believe it's ronpaulaircorps.com, but I'm not positive on that. So you might actually be able to send those guys a few bucks and keep them in the air. That's, Thanks for the call, dude. Yeah, we appreciate exactly hearing from you tonight, Todd. And, oh? and they're evidently on top of their game because, you know, we're voting early here because February 5th is Mardi Gras Day, so... Excellent. That's good for them. Good luck I with that. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. You're right, Wayne. I mean, it has been unprecedented. And I think that uh, what we had Michael on the line earlier who was expressing some disappointment in Ron Paul's results. And I don't think that his results are disappointing at all. Uh, what did he get? 3%? Just in, over 3% last in Florida, night? Florida, yeah. What was the actual um, hard number of voters, though? I heard it was more voters than he'd gotten cumul- cumulatively so far. Well, 
Thanks for asking before I had a chance. You know, I, 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 I didn't know, that, know if any of you had heard it. That's all. I, I'm a, I think did it was, I memorize the, I the amount of votes a, that he had in Florida? I did not. I think it was at least 100,000. I think it was in the six figures. And, I mean, I think Ron Paul's probably gotten more votes already than Harry Brown got, the Libertarian presidential candidate, got nationwide in 2000. I just got back from Florida, and I saw a lot of Ron Paul signs down there. 62,000. Well, 62,000 votes? Not too shabby. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. No libertarian candidate on a national scale has ever received this amount of attention, which still isn't much, but has ever received this kind of coverage and these amount of votes. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. It's time to pick a candidate, a serious candidate for president, and start moving forward. That candidate is George Phillies. This is George Phillies, libertarian for president. I approved of this message, paid for by Phillies 2008. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Cop attacks a woman in a, on a dark road. We'll give you that story in a little while. But first, to the phone calls, it's Shane in Georgia on the amp line. Shane, you're on Free Talk Live. What's up, man? Hey, what's on your mind? Um, got a local store, some government waste. Oh, uh, boy. All town close to us. Um, basically, what it was, a, uh, a recreation department director uh, somehow got in the budget to build a, a radio station. Okay. It's a, it's a pretty small town. It's a fast-growing town in ca- uh, county, but it's still a small town. Got it. I've actually, and, I think I've heard of this guy's station, but go ahead. Okay. Um it's an AM station, and they're going to do local sports and stuff like that. But it's some kind of new technology, and the signal didn't travel very far. And the Internet stream they had set up, very few people would listen to it. What it boiled down to, uh, the budget to begin with, I think, was close to $100,000, something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and from last year, from July to December, they had income of nine, a little over $9,000, and they spent out $151,000. <laughs> And uh, so basically, I think it was last week, the guy went before the council and said it was time to sell it to a private owner. Hmm. Uh, and so the council was telling him, uh, I believe the mayor told him, said, I wouldn't beat myself up over this. And I appreciate you thinking outside of the box and stuff like that. And in any other business, this guy would just been fired and humiliated. So wait a minute. Are they going to sell it or the the, uh, the town council saying, oh, don't beat yourself up, we'll keep running it? What was that? Um, I think they are going to sell it, but I think they were just sort of patting him on the back, you know, trying to make him not feel too bad about it. No, but I what, believe what was the purpose of the station? Wasn't it to uh, to just wasn't it to inform about uh, public works projects or something? What was the purpose of it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that was the case or not. I know they broadcasted some local sports and stuff like that. Because um, there's another town that's like a big rival uh, in sports across maybe seven miles from them. They have a local station does stuff like that, mm. and they've been in. It's a private. Uh, of course, and they've been in business probably maybe 50 years. Um, but the, this deal here, I don't know if they were going to broadcast, like you said, public words and stuff like that. might have been some of it. But I think it's just mainly local news and, you know, local uh, shows. So you never even bothered listening, huh? No, no. I couldn't pick it up. Well, I could pick it up on the Internet stream, I guess, but it wasn't something I was interested in. Gotcha. Well, I mean, um, how could government program something that's uh, that's really worth watching? I mean, exactly. have you ever seen any of those government channels on <laughs> on cable? Yeah, that's some exciting it's stuff. It's just awful. It's like <laughs> uh, I'd rather have a lobotomy. <laughs> exactly. But I thought y'all guys might find that interesting to y'all yeah. in business. Yeah, uh, $9,000 in, $150,000 out. That'll work. Yeah. 
not to mention what they got to start the station to begin with. Which was how much? I, I can't remember the, the number. I, I want to say it's at least in the tens of thousands, maybe even more of that, yeah. maybe over, above 100000 Probably right. Amazing. It would be hard right. to start a radio station without at least $100,000. Yeah, well, they they projected, I forget the numbers on this, they, when they first got them to pass it or whatever, they had uh, projected they were going to bring in, I want to say, 30000 a month in advertising. Of course they were. Look, <laughs> I, 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 I ran a, uh, in, in a probably a larger town than you were in yeah, Jefferson, what's Florida. I, what's the population of where you live? Um, It's in Jefferson. I want to say it's, um, I guess, over 10000 But the county <laughs> is actually one of the fastest-growing counties in the whole nation. Well, uh, fastest-growing is great for where you, you live, and that'll be good for the businesses. But today right. is what advertisers are concerned with when they're advertising. Sure, and you said you couldn't even uh, hear the signal. And I was in a right. town of 300000 with a neighboring town of 200000 and I had a radio station there. And um, it was on the AM dial, and I never brought in $30,000 in a month. I'm not saying an AM can't, but that projection is blue sky. Right. <laughs> And they, they actually blamed it. This one, it finally boiled down to it. They blamed one of the reasons they said it didn't, or the guy uh, said it didn't succeed, was he said they couldn't sell ads because of the negative publicity in the uh, local paper. <laughs> so he, he blamed it on them that they they weren't succeeding. So. Oh, there's always going to be an excuse. Great That's call it. tonight, Shane. Thank you for right. for it, dude. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the number for you. Uh, so you know, just think about it though. This guy, whoever the the department head was that proposed this idea, came in front of the city council and said, "Guys, we can make thirty thousand dollars in a month on this. Isn't this a great idea? Let's and we can do this. And we can inform the community about the goings on of our wonderful government programs." This is a perfect opportunity. It's like, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. And who cares if nobody likes it? They've got to pay us anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's, and exactly that's the thing. Right. None of these people who had this grand idea lost any money. Whereas, Ian, if you and I had the great idea of buying some radio station for $100,000 and we thought we could make $30,000 a month, yeah, we better. would lose a buttload of money in this process. Yeah. I, however, would have you uh, sent to a psychiatrist if you thought that you could do that. By the here. way, though, uh, it doesn't cost $100,000 to start a radio station. It might cost you $100,000 in FCC fees. I don't know how much they charge for their application fees and their permits and their nonsense. Uh, so I, uh, I, can't, I can't speak to that. But the actual equipment that you need to get a bare-bones radio station up and running? Not, not much, that much. But I, I bet you do spend $100,000 in FCC fees. Probably right. If not the first year, it wouldn't be long. But if you want to go out, you can get a uh, – there's actually – if you want to do it legally, because you can do it two ways. You can go pirate, and then you're risking the FCC literally coming in with an armed raid on your uh, your home or wherever it is you're running the, the station out of. Or you can try it the legal way, and there are some options out there. There's a, uh, there's a little hundredth of a watt transmitter. Is it a hundredth? Yeah. hundred milliwatts is what it is. I thought it was a tenth of a watt, but okay. That might be a tenth. You're right. Uh, tenth of a watt transmitter out there that's called the Rangemaster. And I've heard good things about it. You have to, really, what's most important is your now, antenna. It's legal. Yeah. That is legal. Yeah, if you put it in on uh, 1610 or 1620 on the dial. Yeah, it's up for the upper range of the dial for like 1500 or above on AM. A tenth of a watt on FM isn't going to do anything. But a tenth of a watt on AM, you could actually get 
you know, like a miles coverage. And on a small small town situation like he was talking about with 10,000 people living in it, you really don't need much more than that. In fact, there's one operation that's taken several of these transmitters and essentially daisy-chained them together via microwave link, and they've put them all across the city that they're in. So they've actually managed to cover the entire city with these little transmitters. So people have been getting very creative uh, in the, the world of legal broadcasting. You don't have to ask the FCC for permission to run this particular unit. And reception reports have been surprisingly okay, considering the low wattage. It's more probably of a hobbyist thing, but nonetheless, it's a thousand bucks for that transmitter, and then, you know, a few thousand bucks in computing equipment and other audio sources, and you got yourself a radio station. The the thing is, is when you look at the FCC fees, and you, uh, suppose you bought ten of these transmitters you're talking about, uh, what was it, ten thousand dollars a piece? A thousand dollars a piece. A thousand dollars a piece for a ten, uh, what, how how tall? Tenth of a watt. Tenth of a watt, uh, three meter antenna? I don't recall the antenna height. Not um, sure. So when you're talking about uh, <laughs> those costs, you can cover uh, even a large city geographically for less money than you could start a radio station on the AM dial. Just for the fees. Just for the right. FCC fees. You'd, you'd be on 1610 and 1620 on the dial, um, which all, all radios and cars get. I mean, it's not the most uh, desirable position, but the, the really big boys have the low end. That's true. Uh, so it's doable. Anyway, I just wanted to throw that out. Uh, throw that out to you. Let's go to Sam in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hello, Sam. Hey guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Since, since y'all are talking shop, I want to say uh, or ask if you guys listen to the news during the break at all. And I want to say it would be nice to hear uh, some pro-liberty minded news rather than the pro-state. Yeah, that sure would be nice. Get. That would and be a would business opportunity, consider- Sam. Yes, you can start the uh, Pro Liberty News uh, Radio News Network. <laughs> well, I sort of am, but would you guys consider using your leverage as the number one station on GCN to push for that? I think Ted Anderson, who is the uh, the head guy over at GCN, he's a very liberty friendly man. I've met him in person; hell of a nice guy. Obviously, he supports Free Talk Live. We've been on his network now for over three years. In fact, mm-hmm. I found out during the break I had suspicions about this, but I'd, I'd never actually talked to Ted. Uh, explicitly, but the Ron Paul Air Corps that we mentioned last hour, Ted Anderson, the man who owns GCN and Midas Resources, is also the major uh, backer behind the Ron Paul Air Corps as well. I think it was his idea. So, uh, so I mean, he's a liberty-friendly guy, and I understand that the the news he gets. If you're listening to the to Free Talk Live via our live stream, you hear this news. If you're listening via radio station, you don't, because stations override uh. the news with like CNN or uh, ABC News or one of those, you know, AP News. The, one of the, gotcha. the bigger names uh, in news. But what GCN basically does is they yank that news off of another satellite network called the USA Radio Network. They put it in their recording system, and then they play it back. Sometimes it's, it gets a little stale. So really, they're just playing that back uh, just to fill the airtime. So I would think they'd absolutely be open to the idea of having a regular newscast inserted, uh, something they could insert into their broadcast. I think so. Sam, yeah, I know you might have been calling Monday. about something else. Hang on, dude. 800-259-9231. You bring up what you want. Still to come, a cop attacks a woman on a dark road. We'll give you the story. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The wiki is there with over 1,500 pages created by listeners just like you. Get interactive. It's free, of course. That's wyki.freetalklive.com, wiki.freetalklive.com. You can lose up to 25 pounds in just nine days without permanently changing your diet. 
check out this amazing doctor-recommended product. Go to FTLdiscount.com, read some real testimonials, find out how to order. That's FTLdiscount.com. 800-259-9231. We go back to Sam in Texas. Sam, you're back on Free Talk Live. Okay, so you all have been talking about the Ron Paul campaign a lot lately, and I feel like a lot of people have kind of given up hope or lost all hope. Uh, what makes given, you, What gives you that impression? People's the excitement level that was there before the primaries really started. It, it just doesn't feel the same. Are you gauging that based on it. going to see people in person on the internet? What are you gauging that on? Uh, from everything from the calls into FTL to you know the meetup group emails that are going back and forth. I'm involved in a pretty active meetup group here in Dallas, and I think a lot of people are kind of just giving up, not participating as much. Mm. They they felt like maybe he had a chance of really winning before and now that's gone. That's true. So well, I can see how I, I can see how some of these returns on the primary nights can be a little sobering for people that got a little too excited. Absolutely. And I saw some emails that were very interesting about their strategy and I thought it was worth calling in to bring up. Okay. Uh it has to do with delegates and one of the things I didn't know anything about this because you know I don't I'm like you I don't really care much about the whole political process but the candidates who drop out of the race those delegates still go to the convention apparently and they are pretty much up for grabs as far as who they vote for. Okay. And so Ron Paul's strategy is really to target those guys, use the grassroots network to explain the message of liberty to those people and get them to vote for Ron Paul, even though, you know, he may have not received, uh, you know, the highest percentage or whatever, there's a chance that he could still win some states that uh, he came in second or third or That's right. along those lines. In. For, okay. the, for the first time since 1952, the Republican uh, will be having a, uh, a brokered convention, which means there's no clear-cut winner going into the convention. So mm-hmm. it is still up for grabs. Yep, uh, there's the entire two delegates that uh, Giuliani had uh, up to this point. Um, <laughs> and, well, everybody else is still in. <laughs> well, Huck- now. Huckabee may be out of money by the time the convention comes. I hear he's out of money now. Yeah, and I think, you know, if there's one thing about the message of liberty, once people get it and internalize it and begin to understand it, there's really no going back to, you know, where they came from. I agree. Though there have been some people who've claimed to go back, but they're very few and far between. Yep. Can I give you my prediction for uh, the end up to the end of the race? Uh, no. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Go ahead, man. <laughs> All right. Republicans uh, are really worried about losing to Democrats. McCain's clearly coming out as a front runner. Uh, I'm thinking they'll go to war with Iran shortly before the erect the uh, election. Drum up the uh, war vote and you know the fear mongering mm-hmm. in hopes that it's going to push uh, McCain into the White House. Well, they've certainly been rattling the saber for Iran uh, for a while now, and uh, old George Bush only has a little bit more time to do whatever he's going to do, so your prediction might be accurate, Sam. I hope you're wrong. Me too. Thanks for the call tonight, dude. 800-259-9231. Back to his his point about Ron Paul people burning out. Obviously, this is going to happen. We've talked about it in the past. We tried to, to do our best to prepare our listeners for it. And despite the fact that we discussed it very explicitly on this show multiple times, despite that fact, a number of our listeners still felt that uh, that burnout factor. Some of them dropped out entirely. I felt uh, it for a day or two, I can tell you that. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it's real. 
And it's something that people really have to prepare themselves for and, and really try to get some perspective. But I can understand that people that are completely new to this movement, the liberty movement, people that are to- totally new to where Ron Paul is their first candidate they've gotten excited about, well, I can understand how it would be difficult to have that perspective that I'm talking about. And that perspective is to look at the Ron Paul campaign and compare it to what has come before. To compare Ron Paul to Harry Brown and compare him to Michael Badnarik and some of these other uh, libertarian presidential candidates of the past and, and how effective they were. Harry Brown was a very effective speaker, a very effective communicator. When Harry Brown got on a TV show, he knocked it out of the park. Every single issue, anybody that he was uh, pit against, Harry Brown just kicked butt. He wasn't a Republican, though. But he wasn't a Republican, and so he barely ever got on television. He barely ever got any news coverage. So we've, we've learned from this now. Barely ever got votes. So we need more liberty-oriented can, uh, candidates to uh, get back into the Republican Party. I don't think it's just, it, does, it just has to be the Republican Party. I, I don't necessarily agree with that viewpoint. I think that you have libertarians who have, have discovered freedom from all across the political spectrum, and I think they'd be just as, uh, it'd be just as interesting to have them work inside the Democratic Party as well. There is the Democratic Freedom Caucus, and I think that uh, some, there's an activist around here that makes a very persuasive point and I'd love to hear people discuss it at 800-259-9231. But his point is that he thinks that liberals are a more natural constituency to persuade over to uh, to liberty in that they want to help people, right? That's their whole deal. Oh, they want to help the poor and the underprivileged. And, and we want that, too. I want people to be helped out when they, when they need help, you know, provided they really need the help. Uh, I want clean air to breathe. I want clean water to drink. Uh, so these are all things that are attainable by the free marketplace, and it's something that, uh, you know, we're the, if you're dealing with an open-minded liberal, you should be able to explain to them how it is that the marketplace can provide all these things that they're looking for and provide them on a voluntary basis. And we know how they re- liberals recoil back in fear when they come to the realization that what they've supported is, has actually been coercion, that what they've been supporting has been violence, and they're, they're not really interested in that so much. Uh, whereas the Republicans... And again, we're generalizing here. Obviously, there are, there are ripe prospects in both parties. Ripe. And I think the ripest prospects are not Republicans or Democrats. I think the ripest prospects are the people that are saying things like, I've never voted, or I can't stand the, the political parties. But nonetheless, these prospects are everywhere. But in general, a lot of the Republican types tend to be the law and order types. It's a nation of laws. We've got to enforce our laws. That's the problem here. It's not the problem. We need more laws. We just need to enforce the ones we have. No, that's not. No, we don't need to enforce the ones we have. We need to get rid of the ones that we have. But that's, that's not the mentality of a, of a number of them. They, they want to enforce the law, and they've got that you know, law mentality, and it, that's kind of hard to break through if that's what their, their mindset is. Well, I think it's a matter of making the distinction between constitutional natural law and all the baloney, all the laws that have been stacked on top that basically keep us in chains. I think it's important to make that distinction, but a lot of these people believe the law is the law, and it doesn't matter what the law says, it must be obeyed. That's the mentality that I find Those the most frustrating. Those kind of people would, thrown, would have thrown Jews in ovens and, uh, you know, in yeah. concentration camps. And we've heard from those people. They've called this show. They're they sure, really out there. Yeah. So th- I think those people are the most, are going to be the most difficult to persuade over. And I'm not saying there aren't authoritarians in the Democratic Party. I'm not saying any of that stuff. Obviously talking in total generalities here, but it's an un- I just said it was kind of a persuasive point that he was making. Sure. So, 800-259-9231. You bring up what you want. Uh, We continue here in moments. Martin's on the line. We'll get to him and uh, talk to you about whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. Still to come. 
We might talk about uh, the IRS and what they've had to say about the Wesley Snipes trial. This is kind of interesting. Some of the, uh, the quotes from these bureaucrats as to why Americans should continue to obey. We might get to that. And also the story about the cop attacking a woman on a dark road at night. More on the way. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We've got archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, just go and grab them up right there on the front page. Free for the taking. That's freetalklive.com. Your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does that bother you? It bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com. For the sleep you've been dreaming of, that's SavvyRest.com. Continuing with your phone calls, it's Martin calling from somewhere. The Reagan Library? Martin, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey there. I'm at the uh, President Reagan Library in Simi Valley outside of the debates right now. Oh, uh, oh, okay. Now it makes sense. I didn't even know where the <laughs> debates were being held. Okay. Yeah, we got about, gosh, how many you say? Three, four hundred Ron Paul supporters uh, out here? That's amazing. Nice. And uh, about six Huckabee supporters and, uh, <laughs> and about a dozen Romney. <laughs> really? Now, wait a minute. Are you exaggerating? No, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. No, you could watch it on tonight on YouTube or watch pictures. Yeah, they were... There was some very persistent uh, could be people, and uh, Ronnie people are more well, well-mannered, and, but otherwise, all Ron Paul out here. It's great. What about the, what about the McCain people? Is there anybody out there for him? Uh, I didn't see a single McCain person. I saw uh, <laughs> one McCain sign on a free overpass on the 118 on the way here, but other than that... Why do you yeah. think that is? Do you think that's because his supporters are all over the age of 65 and they just can't get out of bed or something? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, someone said there was a McCain supporter. I didn't see him. But. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So how was this promoted, this uh, this meetup? I mean, was it uh, on the Internet? Did you? Is that how you found out about this? Uh, yeah. I, uh, I, uh, yeah, people are starting to leave right now, but uh, I, I heard about it on the meetup group. I'm a member of the Pasadena. It actually was the very first meetup out of all of them, but... Um, that's how I heard about it. Here's a question that uh, that I, I have for you, because we just talked with Sam in Texas a few moments ago, and he told us the impression he had gotten is that people have been burned out on the Ron Paul campaign. Not uh, not all of them, but a number of them have. They've lost their enthusiasm. Uh, you sound uh, like you've been in the, the meetup groups. You're certainly around a number of them who are obviously enthusiastic right now. But, but what about the people that you've encountered uh, outside of tonight's event, prior to tonight? Have you seen that burnout factor? Have you seen people losing their enthusiasm? Well, uh... Oh, everybody's going crazy. Uh, I, I heard, uh, I know a lot of people, there's two issues in my opinion. The first one is the 9-11 questions. I understand, a lot of people uh, I know who are Ron Paul supporters are also 9-11 truthers. I'd say about 90%. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were miffed when Ron Paul distanced himself. But when he got even worse and said it's ludicrous and ridiculous, that upset a lot of people. Not enough to stop supporting him, but I think it did bother them. And then with the New Hampshire vote, vote uh, fraud going on, and then Ron Paul didn't demand a recount, I saw a lot of Ron Paul people upset about that, and that was kind of the second straw. And then, hmm. um, you know how the uh, the the money bomb uh, he got when he got six million dollars, and then after that it was only one point eight. 
Well, I can uh, see. I can see. Uh, the the 1.8 was uh, they were only asking for ten dollars, not a hundred dollars, from the people that were contributing that day. So that probably was the major factor there. And that other right. money bomb just wasn't promoted as effectively. I of course agree that Ron Paul should absolutely distance uh, distance himself from the, the 9/11 truth thing because it's really completely irrelevant to to his campaign and to spreading the right. message of liberty. So I can understand I why people. I mean, people are always looking to get upset at something, and I think it's sad that that's right. something that uh, that made those people upset. And in regards to the recount, I mean, really, we're going to talk about that here in a moment because Wayne showed me a very interesting video during the break about the New Hampshire, uh, the, the New Hampshire balloting process and how corrupt uh-huh. it is. So I could understand that Ron Paul wouldn't necessarily want to throw his supporters' money down uh, the well of the New Hampshire recount because that would have had to have been money coming out of the Ron Paul campaign for them to pay for that. And, uh, you know... They've got better things to spend their money on than than that. So. And you've, right. we've seen with the recount that uh, it hasn't done much good. Essentially, nope. the numbers are uh, about 0.05% different. Of course, there's a video up, uh, Wayne, we were just looking at. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about that in a moment. Martin, thanks for the call tonight. Have fun That's out true. there, okay? I still support Paul. I support his decision, so he's a great guy. Very yeah, good, obviously, sir. you're Thanks. out there on the corner. Thanks, Thanks for the call tonight, and keep up the good work. 800-259-9231. If he's not exaggerating, that's uh, pretty amazing. 400 Ron Paul supporters, 12 Romney supporters, and a handful of uh, Huckabees. McCain, nowhere to be seen. I've heard a similar story in one of the previous Florida debates, I think the one in St. Petersburg, where there was actually a big boat out in the harbor with Ron Paul signs mm. on it. There were airplanes flying above. There were all these people. And, Amazing. And, and there were hardly anybody, uh, was hardly anybody there for any other, the other candidates. When we were in Nashua a few weekends ago, how many McCain supporters did you see there? He was staying at our hotel. Oh, I don't know. There was a number of them outside. There were a few. But then again, it wasn't an event where other candidates were around, so it's not a fair comparison. Uh, let's talk about this video, mm-hmm. because you showed it to me during uh, the last couple of breaks. And we were uh, last night, we were analyzing some of the reasons why Ron Paul hasn't been doing as well as many people might have thought he was going to do. And, of course, one of the major reasons is just lack of coverage. I mean, the average person still doesn't know who Ron Paul is. You'd have to be a political junkie to know who Ron Paul is. But uh, And there are some other reasons as well, like, for instance, wasted voter syndrome is pretty heavy duty in that even if they do know who Ron Paul is, if they think he can't win, they're not going to vote for him. There's that mentality that we have to get over. But then there's also this uh, just... This really kind of spooky scam going on when it comes to the voting situation, at least here in New Hampshire, and I'm sure there's similar scams going on across the country. What is it that uh, blackboxvoting.com, or is it .org? Something like that, Blackbox yes. Voting, an organization. .org, actually. They yeah. look into voter fraud. What is it they've uncovered here in New Hampshire? Well, there's there's a, something, a term called the chain of custody, and when the ballots are counted for the first time, they're put in boxes, evidently, and... They're, they're filed away someplace supposedly safe. And then if there's a recount, um, they take them out, and, and they've got to actually be accounted for at all times. And they've, there has to be a chain of custody so somebody knows exactly where they are, and the state police are supposed to transport them. They're supposed to go in a vault. And uh, a woman from blackboxvoting.org named Bev Harris, who actually, I guess they did a HBO uh, documentary called Hacking Democracy, has been following this issue, and she came up here with cameras and started interviewing the Secretary of State of New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and, and she got the, a camera in the face of quite a few uh, bureaucrats and politicians One of them did here. not like the questions at all. He did not appreciate her being there and, in fact, called, uh, called some guards on her, apparently. Yes. 
and and she was showing how the seals that they use to seal the boxes just peel right off like a stick'em note, and you can I put them right back on. I thought that was the most uh, most revealing portion of this video that these New Hampshire uh, executive, the administrators uh, behind the uh, Secretary of State, the people that handle the voting process, that uh, they were claiming that these boxes were sealed. Now she gives the definition of seal. And now this is the rig- regular definition, right? This is our uh, dictionary definition that means that, you know, when you seal something, you're supposed to, if you remove the seal, it's supposed to be evident that the seal has been broken. You know, when you buy the uh, bottle of mouthwash and it says check to make sure the seal hasn't been broken, right. that's the purpose of the seal is to see if someone's been tampering with the mouthwash, or in this case, the votes. But it turns out the seal that they have is essentially the, the stickiness on the back side of it. It's a sticker. But it's more of a tackiness than a stickiness. It's not really an, uh, an adhesive as much as it is just a, a post-it note style thing where you can just put it on something and take it right back off. I watched off. it myself, and I, I couldn't believe that this was what they were talking about as the seal. But really, they, they put the seal on, then pulled it off, then yep. put it back on, yep. pulled it off. It was. I think they did it at least two times. If they didn't do it three times, right there on the video, there, this, wasn't a, this is not a nope. seal. It's a sticker that's not even as adhesive as a regular sticker. It's a big post-it note is what it is. And so the, the point here is that it doesn't matter whose hands these boxes are in, wherever the chain of custody is, anybody that has this box can rip that sucker right off, open it up, put in whatever he's going to put in, take out whatever he's going to put out, and put the seal right back on. I mean, who could possibly look at a process like that and say, oh, yeah, that's fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a true, a true seal, you'd be able to tell because when you started to peel it off, it would either rip or... It'd start to tear the box. tear the box, exactly. Leave some of the seal on the box. There'd be some evidence of tampering. Not so with this. In fact, they all started laughing in the video when, when she peels it off, puts it back on. Mm-hmm. And they're all laughing hysterically because it's pathetic. Well, yeah, it's it's sort of funny in that, oh, geez, it's that bad. It's really that easy for vote tampering to go on in this country. So even without the electronic voting, even with hand ballots, the, the process is full of holes. And, of course, it's anonymous. It's anonymous voting, so you don't know one ballot from another. There's no way to identify whose ballot is whose. Sounds like a crime against humanity. Voting? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, vote voting could be considered a crime against humanity. More on the way, 800-259-9231. Lysander Spooner, I think, continues to be vindicated in uh, his thoughts. More on the way. You can bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, it is your show. You can bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online, freetalklive.com. Lots of features. We give them all away. Those other radio talk shows, they want to charge you for accessing their website. Uh, we do it for free, so enjoy all those features. And if you like the show and want to help us out a little bit, then join the AMP program. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. Now, the purpose is to help Free Talk Live get on more radio stations and thereby spread the message of freedom and liberty. Plus, you get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in line, chat room, and forum. All the details are there at amp.freetalklive.com. Now, here's a story I've been talking uh, talking about tonight haven't yet had a chance to get to. So here it is from Disloyal Opposition. It's a uh, blog at Tusil.com. On the night of July 29th, Debor Roberts, a Singalese-born American citizen living in Cottonwood, Arizona, was driving home from her job as a nurse's aide at an assisted living center located in the village of Oak Creek. 
Along one of the roads, a beaverhead flat road, an unlit, unpopulated route through the desert, she suddenly saw flashing lights in her rearview mirror. Uh-oh. Fearful of stopping on a deserted stretch of pavement, and I think that's a very legitimate fear to have. You don't know who's got those lights on behind you. I mean, it might you might think it's a cop, but... You might not know for sure, especially if it's dark out. But there's certainly was. been instances where people have been posing as police officers and uh, instances where police officers have done some very strange things. Yeah, the actual it. police officers, exactly. So fearful of stopping there, especially in light of recent reports, apparently she'd heard of criminals impersonating police, she decided to proceed to a populated area before stopping the car. The nearest such area being Cornville, an unincorporated settlement along the road to Cottonwood. She slowed her car to acknowledge the flashing lights and continued to drive. Yeah, I think that sometimes the cops just don't get that, the slowing of the car. Mm -hmm. Uh, Look, if I'm slowing down and you're behind me and you've got your lights on, I know you're there. Right. I want to go to someplace that's safe and off the road or I want to go someplace that's safe and um, populated or or whatever. I didn't. I've never thought of the populated thing, but I don't want to stop my car in the middle of a highway. I think the cops get it. I think they just hate it. I think they hate it because you're not obeying. When they put those lights on, they believe that you should pull over ASAP, as soon as possible, and to them that means right now. I think it just really it really grinds at them that you have the gall to continue moving forward. As his, yeah, yeah, as his cherries are going off, if you will. Uh, so I think that's what it is, because there was one time I was getting uh, getting pulled over, and I wanted to do the same thing. I wasn't in a non-populated area. I just wanted to pull off the damn road. Because I hate it when the cops pull people over, and if you've got a two-lane road, the cops pull somebody over just in the right lane, just to take up an entire lane of traffic for no reason whatsoever beyond the fact that they didn't want to travel another hundred feet to go and pull into a parking lot. So that was what my intention was, was to pull down a side road or pull into a parking lot, something else. But the guy, you know, ran right up on me, basically. I mean, he, he got his, you know, turned his lights on, started flashing them at me, and he was tailing, tailgating me. I mean, just being a real jerk. Because I don't, I don't understand. Why wouldn't they want to be in a parking lot too? Where I mean, you less see, likely of an accident. You can see videos over and over on the internet of cops getting creamed sure. out there on the interstate, and uh, I, I, you know, busy roads. I don't know why they would want to be it, there. It doesn't make sense to me. If you're a, a, a law enfortsement officer listening in, you want to chime in on this. Would love your expertise. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. And do you remember there was a, a defect in the in the uh, uh, Ford Crown Victorias where if they got hit from behind, they exploded. I, I knew that was, was true that on Pintos. Crown Vic? Yeah, the Crown Vicks, uh, where the gas tank was located, was behind the rear axle, and when, when those got rear-ended, wow. if the cops were actually in the car when it happened, they couldn't open the doors either, and the thing would huh. explode, and they were stuck in it. So, I did not hear about that. I knew yeah. it was the Pinto, but I didn't know about the uh, the Crown Vic. Anyway, yeah. uh, so the police department itself, one of the not, not the exact location where uh, she was located, but a nearby police department, offers the following advice on its website. If you're in doubt about the vehicle with flashing red and blue emergency lights that is attempting to stop you, there are several things you can do. If in an isolated area, continue to a public place that is well lighted. While doing this, obey all traffic laws and do not speed up to get there, which is what she was doing. If you have a cellular phone, you can use it safely and use it can use it safely. Call the police and let them know that an unmarked vehicle is attempting to stop you. Now that's presuming it's an unmarked. You you know it's an unmarked vehicle. If it's nighttime, it can be pretty darn difficult to see the markings, especially with the lights going off and uh, the cop with his damn uh, spotlight reflecting in your rearview mirror. You can't see anything when your vision's blown out like that. So she decided to play it safe. 
and slowly proceed ahead until she got to somewhere where she thought things would be a little safer. Anyway, on that particular road, well before the populated area, Sheriff Sergeant Jeff Noonan, apparently tired of waiting for Roberts to reach a settled area. Like I said, these people are very impatient. So, while he was in fact a real police officer, he now proceeded to justify every fear an American might have about rogue cops. He raced his cruiser in front of Robert's car, forcing her off the road. He then smashed her driver's side window in with his baton, grabbed a cell phone that she was using to check his identity. Accounts begin to vary at this point. While police deny it, the press has reported that Noonan dragged Roberts from her vehicle, threw her to the ground, and handcuffed her while driving a knee into her back. Wow, roid rage sounds like to me. All of this because she was going 15 miles over the speed limit on a deserted rural road. Robert's treatment has been ver- has been unsurprisingly controversial in Arizona's Verde Valley. Uh, in a sparsely settled area not known for protests of any kind, 30 supporters showed up at her December 31st scheduled conference in uh, the judge's courtroom in Prescott. This was the second such hearing since all charges against Roberts had previously been dropped back in November. Roberts faces two felony charges. Felonies. Unlawful flight from a law officer and resisting arrest. <laughs> resisting arrest? Well, apparently Sergeant Noonan injured himself while breaking into Roberts' car. So because the guy cut his hand on the glass or whatever it was he did to himself while being so violent, he's claiming that was an injury that this lady caused, who's a nurse at an assisted living facility. Good Lord. But Sergeant Noonan doesn't stand alone. Yavapai County Sheriff Steve Woe may be many things, but disloyal to his troops isn't one of them. Amidst mounting protests and public outrage, uh, Sheriff Woe held a press conference on January 15th to defend his hot-headed officer's abuse of a scared woman on a lonely road. He voiced his full support for Officer Noonan, faulting the sergeant only for cutting off Roberts to force her to the side of the road. Woe also implied that Roberts, implied that Roberts, uh, the victim here, was chemically impaired, the first time such an allegation has surfaced long months after she was taken into custody, and one that has never surfaced in the form of formal charges. So this is the sheriff yeah, just bad-mouthing this woman. If she was chemically impaired, shouldn't she be uh, charged with that? I mean, they have no evidence. It's just him bad-mouthing her character. In other words, smashing Robert's car window and dragging her out of a vehicle because he was impatient is A-OK by the good sheriff. And this is not a surprise. This is so typical. Uh, the sheriff and the, the police constantly close ranks whenever one of their own is in trouble. And they, they nine, 99 out of 100 times will back them all the way. Back them all the way, even with evidence pointing to obvious corruption. Obvious uh, stepping out of line, out of their uh, jurisdiction, out of their purview of what they are supposed to be doing with the public. The sheriffs back them back up. Oh, he's following policy. Everything's fine. Ms. Roberts now faces felony convictions in prison time, all because she was scared by an unexpected confrontation on a dark and deserted road. As it turned out, she had more reason to be afraid than she knew. Sergeant Noonan is still roaming the roads of Yavapai County comfortable in the knowledge that he can abuse innocent people and still enjoy the support of Sheriff Steve Woe. And the people of the county? Well, we're all advised, well advised to approach any encounter with a sheriff's deputy with the idea that we'll have to fight in self-defense. Sometimes vicious thugs don't impersonate police officers. They are police officers. 800-259-9231. Unfortunately, there is no shortage of these stories. Yeah, you know, I'm not even shocked anymore. Well, speaking of shocked, there was another story. I don't have it in front of me, but did you hear about the guy that got shocked while he was on his bicycle? No. 
Somebody, t- a cop tasered a man who was bicycling away from it. <laughs> so it never ends. The corruption is just, it's endemic. You know, this is laughing. I understand we might sound incessant, but it's kind of like... It's ga- nervous ga- laughter. Yeah, it's gallows humor. You know, it's, it's so pathetic and so morbid that what, what's left to do but laugh? Uh, well, it's really, not funny. Uh, it's not. It's sick. And yeah. it's amazing how these cops get away with it time and time again. The only time the cops don't get away with it is when there's a video camera present and the cops somehow don't manage to seize the tape. If there's an audio uh, recording device present. Yeah, I wish there was a videotape. Uh, 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 you, you can know, bet the cop has a tape. Available. Yeah, right. And I wonder why that's not out. Mm. If she was impaired, shouldn't that be on the videotape? Make an accusation like Our that. Our camera was malfunctioning that night. I'm afraid we don't have that to release to you. I, well, after sorry, ramming folks. your car, maybe the camera was at the wrong angle. If, if his camera was in, his car was in front of her, then his camera wouldn't have picked it up because I think the cameras aren't. That's they true. It's dashboard. Yeah. Yes, dashboard. So his car would have been to the, you know, probably to, uh, on the driver's side or slightly in front of the vehicle. How convenient! Amazing. 800-259-9231. The IRS, Wesley Snipes, your phone calls are waiting. We'll get to you as well. 800-259-9231. Kevin, Scott, all coming up here uh, in moments. And hour number three, you can take control of the airwaves as well and bring up whatever's on your mind. Be very careful with those cops out there. They are dangerous. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there, we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Coming up here this hour, hopefully we'll talk to you about what the IRS has to say about the Wesley Snipes trial. But first, we go to your phone calls and talk to Scott in Tennessee. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hey, guys. What's up tonight? Hey, what's on your mind, Scott? Um, Yeah, I was able to... I know you were able to talk to your mom and not try to get her... I mean, try to get her to vote for Ron Paul, and you didn't get her to really... See your point of view? No, I, I wasn't trying to get her to vote for Ron Paul. I just wanted to know what she was going to do yeah. uh, because she doesn't like to talk to me about politics or, or issues or anything at all in regards to actually making a positive change in the world. So I was just really more curious to see what she was planning on doing. That was my real purpose. I might have you know, well, made some suggestions about Ron Paul, but uh, certainly I never thought for a moment I would be able to persuade her. Well, I was able to... Uh commit my 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 mother and my aunt and uh most of my family members to actually vote for ron paul wow they already did their early voting and uh a buddy at work is a real big ron paul supporter Mm -hmm. and got me hooked on it and i was really i was like well i don't know if fred thompson will be it because you know he's in my neck of the woods and i'm like well we all saw what a big flop he was and now mccain's out now uh if only we could get no, Giuliani, rid of the other... Giuliani's out. McCain's still in. Yeah, well, I mean, Giuliani's out. Yeah, it's, it's easy to get them mixed up. I mean, they're all the same guy. Oh, yeah. They're all they're all crooks, except Ron Paul. Right. You know, Ian, I would have loved to have been a fly in the wall at your last family dinner po- political discussion. <laughs> I think I actually ended up walking out of that particular dinner. 
It didn't last very long. Uh, so now, are you relatively new? Because you're saying that uh, you were at one point in favor of Fred Thompson. You you must be brand new to this whole Ron Paul campaign. Oh, I I recently started listening to y'all via the podcast. Ah. And uh, I have a friend of mine. At, he said you might want to listen to these guys because they're a little bit more on the up and up. And then he gave me the Alex Jones show, and I'm like, uh, he's a little crazy. <laughs> Guys are a little bit more down to earth, and you kind of know what you're talking about. And it's uh, really nice to actually listen to people that know, you know, what the world, what's going on in this world. Because nowadays, there's so many people who just don't know what's going on in the real world. Well, they're not paying attention. I mean, once you start paying attention, it's not hard to figure it out. I mean, most people know that politicians are crooked and corrupt. It's just they don't really seem to care that much about that, yeah, or they've, all... they've resigned themselves to believe that it applies to 100% of them when it's really only applying to 99%, and Ron Paul, of course, is the you know the shining light in the darkness. It's just that the media is doing everything they can to put blankets over top of him to uh, try to pre- prevent people from seeing that uh, that message and, and, and hearing that message. And, and as you're saying here, you've had some amazing response from your family members. Were there any initial objections you had to overcome, or were they relatively open-minded? What was that process like? All I did was hand them out these little pamphlets, these little flyers that I got, basically the um, bulletin-type deals. Mm-hmm. I got those in, in the Liberty cards. I handed them out at oh, my great. Christmas function. Well, that's excellent, because then you really did... You really weren't doing much persuading on your own. You just asked them to take a look at something, and maybe because they love you or they like you, they uh, decided to do that for you, and they persuaded themselves, or the Ron Paul material that was created probably by the activists. Uh, Usually it's the activists themselves that are coming up with a lot of this promotional material. Uh, That was what persuaded your family members, and I think that's great. Uh, Ian, I know you're you're not really religious or anything. Not at all. We had a Christmas parade in Fayetteville, mm-hmm. uh, like two weeks before Christmas. Yeah, we actually had a Ron Paul float in the parade, and it was the only political float in the parade. Nice. There Very was good. no Hillary Clinton, no Barack Obama, no McCain, no Romney, nothing. Just Ron Paul. Well, you know what you might want to consider doing is, uh, and this is this applies to everybody out there that has brought maybe friends into uh, friends or family members into the Ron Paul campaign, is once this is all over and done with, um, follow up with them, make sure yeah. that they didn't just support the candidate, that they also explored the ideas, because I think that's an important uh, important factor here. It's one thing for someone to sit there and read a Ron Paul Liberty card or read some sort of pamphlet or door hanger or some sort of handout and say, oh, yeah, that sounds good, yeah, no taxes, okay, yeah, great, great, and agree with the things it says. And it's a whole other thing to go and delve into what liberty really means and what freedom's all about and why the non-initiation of force is a really important concept to, to grasp. So I think that, you know, if now's not the right time to talk about that, and it might be. If you get the chance, bring it up and, and, and discuss those issues. But I think a lot of these Ron Paul supporters that we all know personally could use a little follow-up after the campaign's over. Whether or not Ron Paul wins, let's follow up and talk about ideas. Talk about the ideas of freedom and liberty and talk about what's next. Talk about what we can do after Ron Paul, because don't let Ron Paul be the end of all this. He should be the beginning. Thanks well, for the call tonight, dude. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. As, uh, as one of our... Uh... Patriots or former Patriots first exclaimed back when the British were, you know, overbearing us. That was just a huge government we really hated. We revolted against. 
he said, give me liberty or give me death. Well, they can give me death now because they've taken away all my liberty. Well, or they're in process. Not of all of it. Yeah. <laughs> we can still talk about these things, which is nice. Uh, so for now, that's what we should be doing: is we should be talking about these ideas, these wonderful pro-freedom, pro-liberty ideas, uh, because it really is the ideas that are the most powerful thing. Ron Paul's a great candidate, uh, but spreading the ideas of liberty is what's really going to win the day in the long run. So thank you for the call tonight. We appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one, because the candidates will come and go. But the ideas of liberty are what really need to be spread to the American people and the rest of the world. Uh, we continue here. Kevin in Minnesota. Kevin, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hello, hey, Kevin. guys. It's Minnesota Kevin, where it's 35 degrees below zero with the wind chill. Oh, Holy oh geez. So oh, we baby. stay inside, and luckily I found you guys because for the last three days... I'm, I'm hooked. I've gotten two of my friends, and I'm trying to get some other people to listen to you guys. And the one thing that I really enjoy the most about your show is that you more or less let it go where the callers bring you. Yeah, pretty much, And yeah. I really enjoy that because sometimes on talk shows they get fixated on one thing for the entire two, three hours. Right. That's what they're told to do. And and I, I right. love they're what told, you guys no, are doing. But. They're told. It's one of those talk show rules. We were talk, We started the show out tonight talking about the rules of talk radio, and one of those talk show rules is one topic per hour. You can't let the controllers, callers control the show. Well, that's exactly. That too. And the reason I called in is I had a, uh, a police a story for you. Me and my wife, we pulled in to gas up, and I'm in a wheelchair, and so I don't drive, hmm. and I'm in the passenger seat. And so we pulled in to gas up, and it was one of those gas stations that have the enormous lights on. So my wife shut off the headlights, mm-hmm. and we pulled out of the gas station, and she didn't notice that her headlights oh, right. were off. And so That's we got, easy to do, especially if the road is lit from above by uh, right. streetlights. Yeah, sometimes. We got about a, a less than a half a block away, and my wife realized that her lights were off, so she turned them on. Just as she turned them on, the bubble gums went on, whoop, whoop. and the cop Woo. pulled us over. The cop comes up to our window, asked, us, asked, do you know why I pulled you over? And my wife said, well, I'm assuming it was because my lights were off. We just realized that when we pulled out of the gas station. Mm-hmm. And he goes, can I see your license and registration to my wife? And she's like, well, sure. And then he's like, have you been drinking? And my wife is three months pregnant mm. at the time, and I don't drink either. And then he shines the light in my face, and he goes, can I see your license and registration? You're not and driving. I said, I said, excuse me? He said, I'd like to see your license and registration. And I said, why do you need my license? And he goes, I'd like to know who I'm talking to. Hmm. And I said, well, my name is Kevin Shores. Who are you? There you go. <laughs> I'd like to know who you are. Could you give me your license uh-huh. and yeah. registration, and too, then, please? <laughs> and he said, well, my name is Officer so-and-so. And I said, well, sir, um, why do you need my license and registration? And he's like, because I need to know who you are. So I reach into a, because I'm disabled, I don't have a wallet or anything. I have a pouch that I keep all my things in. Mm-hmm. So I reach into my front pocket of my pouch, pull out my little pocket side constitution. Oh, oh okay. All right. Hang on. We're going to bring you back. This, <laughs> this is, getting, is getting, good. getting good. Yep, yep. Hang on, dude. 800-259-9231. More with Kevin in Minnesota. Also, Michael's on the line and will hear from you if you make the call. And, yep. You can bring up anything. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you is 1-800-259-9231. The rest of the cop story in moments. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Get interactive with our listeners and uh, some of the sh- uh, the show hosts on the, for- on the forum, the BBS bulletin board system. Go to bbs.freetalklive.com. There's over 300,000 posts. Serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do early-out billing, they purchase charged-off receivables, and they do collections. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com and do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231, continuing with Kevin in Minnesota. Kevin, you were telling us a story where your wife and uh, yourself were driving. Uh, you got pulled over. You are in a wheelchair. You were not driving the car. Your wife was asked, of course, for her license and registration by the cop. And then he proceeded to ask you for your license, to which you responded instead of like most sheeple would do, uh, most of them would have fished into their pocket and gotten out their license and handed it to the officer. But you shot back a question, and you just simply asked why he was asking for that. He said, oh, I want to know who I'm dealing with. And why don't you go ahead and pick up the story from that point? Well, after we uh, were kind of going bantering back and forth, because it was obvious he was getting inflated mm-hmm. and his chest started puffing. How dare you disobey me? <laughs> and uh, I, I always hate that with the police, mm-hmm. and I respect police officers. But I know my constitutional rights. So I only, I'd it, like to interject that I only respect police officers who have earned it. Well, I, I will agree with that, but I, I sometimes give them the benefit of the doubt, which That's sometimes nice. isn't always the best, but I do. <laughs> okay. And so... Finally, I reached into my pouch, and I pulled out my little worn-out pocket-sized constitution. And I said, well, officer, according to this, I don't need to give you my ID. And the minute I pulled that out, he was like, well, uh, uh." but then I proceeded to reach in, and I said, but if you would like to violate my constitutional rights, I will give you my ID. And he's like, oh, no, no, it's okay. Hmm. And then... uh, I'm like, are you sure? Because it's right here. And he's like, no, no, sir, it's okay. Interesting. And so he proceeded to take my wife's license and a registration, and I don't even think he was gone for a minute when he came back, and he was like, go ahead, sir. And do you think he was that, like, do you go think ahead, if, ma'am, go ahead, sir. If you hadn't pulled that constitution, do you think things would have went differently? Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And And I tell all of my friends, I said... And I wish I could find out where they printed these out again, because it's about two inches by three inches. Hold on a second. I'm confused. You said absolutely not to my question. I asked you, do you think it would have went differently had you not pulled the Constitution? Oh, uh, I I believe that it would have been the whole riot act, and he would have gotten totally irate, and he probably would have even come over to my side of the door and Hmm. probably called up backups, because nothing's more amusing when you see three or four police cars Pulling you over one vehicle. Right, they love doing that crap around here. So and and I and I I tell everybody I can't stress it more that find a little pocket constitution. Yeah, he must have been flabbergasted to see you pull out a constitution. Who does that? I happen to have one on with um, with me uh, regularly. I don't know that I have it in every yeah. minute of every day, but uh, it, it must have my car. Yeah. It really must have just floored him. Well, oh, yeah, and it also it, it sends a message, a very subtle message that don't mess with me. I know my rights. 
You know, only people that actually are care about their rights would bother carrying around a copy of the Constitution with them. And that's, a, you know, a very subtle signal to a police officer to back off. Yeah, it's, well, like a, it's like a cross to a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. This is like the third or fourth time that my Constitution has come in such... Once when uh, Bush came to... Pro, or we went to protest Bush, and the Secret Service and the cops tried to move me back and take away my blowhorn... Mm. <laughs> I pulled that out at that time, too, and said, no, no way. Awesome story, dude. Thanks for the call tonight, Kevin. Have a we good appreciate night. hearing from you. 800-259-9231. I know that the Cato Institute gives out pocket constitutions, and I don't think you have to pay for it because they they've sent them to me, and I've never given Cato any money, and nor will I ever give Cato any money. Uh, Lou Rockwell has been talking about on his blog. They do recently. some good stuff. It's just that they're not entirely. Oh know, man, they're business. getting worse and worse over time. Uh, they pretend like Ron Paul doesn't even exist, mm. and it's worse than that. They they've they've expressly uh, there was a bit, I think there was a position paper recently. I don't have the blog entry from Lou Rockwell in front of me, but there was a position paper released by one of their Cato guys that uh, essentially it, it favored interventionism. It favored uh, interventionist war. And so not only are they not libertarian anymore, they are actively opposing libertarian positions. So those people are, are I think, dangerous. And it's what they call the Beltway libertarians or Beltitarians or something like that. Mm, yeah. where they're just Beltway, Beltway. Yeah. Like Neil Bortz. Right. They're just people that are interested in uh, getting money, extracting money from libertarians and then using it to pander to politicians in Washington, D.C. And I don't know how bad it really is, but the, the more I read, the more disgusted I become. So be very wary of people from the Cato Institute. And be wary of any libertarian uh, think tank or libertarian groups that, you, you know, you just they claim to be libertarian. Check their claims and check them good. You know, I think there are some people within the Cato Institute who are genuine libertarians. There was one particular sure. one who came up here in New Hampshire to testify about the Real ID Act at the time when we were thinking about, uh, our state legislature was thinking about banning it, basically, which ended up happening. So there are some good people within the organization, but the, the people who were running the organization seem to have co-opted it. It's been poisoned. I mean, the statists, the authoritarians have poisoned that institution. Uh, they've also poisoned the Libertarian Party as well. They've just infected it with their, uh, their pro-government ideas. And if there's any kind of pro-government stuff coming out of a so-called libertarian organization... I wouldn't send him a dime of my money. Well, I haven't seen anything that you're talking about with Cato. And I'd... Go to the Lou Rockwell blog and search through that. It's pretty interesting. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Michael in North Carolina. Michael, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Great. I just found your show. I think it rocks. Welcome. Uh, uh, a little bit lighter and a little bit more uh, dynamic than you know some of the other shows on the network. Um <clears throat> What I want to talk about tonight is uh, something called Morgellons uh, syndrome. It's been very controversial. I've been here and there in the nation's news, you know. Uh, what is it called again? One more time on the name. Morgellons. Morgellons. You've not heard of it. Mor Morgellons disease. Morgellons disease. Or syndrome. How do you spell wow, it? Can okay, you spell yeah, it? I haven't heard about it. Well, anyways, the uh, CDC just recently, as of last uh, week. Uh, just uh, sponsored uh, Kaiser Permanente in Northern California to do a full one-year study on the uh, on the uh, syndrome that's affecting over 11,000 uh, families in the United States with fibers crawling out of their uh, skin, crawling sensations all over their bodies. Anyway, there's you know uh, tons of different theories, aloof, whatever. I'm you know I'm a diehard just regular American guy, just you know Republican football beer, just 
you know, businessman. Okay. And uh, I got struck by this, and it hit me in a hard place. And um, I did, I denied it for quite a while. I uh, didn't report it to anybody for a while until it just became overwhelming, and I just had to talk to uh, doctors about it when you get re- you know treated roughly about uh, this with doctors, and it's it's, it's pretty a uh, nasty situation to go through. Anyways, one thing that I want to point out to you guys <clears throat> about this is I don't want to really go into the disease. One thing I want to go into is the fact that the three individuals in D.C. that have actually called the CDC to action. Can you hear me? Yeah, I want to talk to you more about this, so I want you to hang on, okay? We're going to bring you back for more. Uh, Mark, you have pulled this uh, little bit of info up here. I want to talk more about the symptoms. What is this thing? I have never heard of it before. What he said is true. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. Bring up what you want. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The features for free. Enjoy them, including the live streams. We've got them there. Uh, They are broadband and uh, dial-up flavors. Uh, They're both free. So head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy. Also, you need to know that the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival, better known as Porkfest, is June 9th through the 15th. At Porkfest, you'll be able to meet your internet and Free Talk Live buddies, as well as make new ones, and learn how the Free State Project early movers are already making a difference. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Learn more at Porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. We go back to Michael in North Carolina. Michael, you're back on Free Talk Live. Now, you were telling us about us... what is it? A condition? A syndrome? Mark, what's the uh, the actual? I will, I've got it as Morgellons disease. Morgellons okay. disease, and what were you calling it before, Michael? Morgellons disease, Morgellons syndrome. It's got a number of different you know labels, whatever. That How is. does you said you have it? How does one get this? Is it uh, transmutable? I have no idea, man. I just know that I felt the sim- uh, symptoms, and I uh, looked it up online after almost going nuts from it. After I had a huge ear infection, my boss said, your ear is looking huge. Go see a doctor. And I mm. said, all right. I thought it was a spider bite or something. Right. And then they put me on something called prednisone, and then all of a sudden this crawling cessation happened, you know, and then I just was like, all right, I got to see a doctor after about uh, uh, five months of denying it and trying to, like, stay strong, you know. Um, it's about it, you know, uh, it's an intense crawling sensation. Anyways, um, so it's crawling. Is it all over your body or only specific areas? Follicle areas, uh, huh. namely the areas of uh, your eyebrows and your scalp. It, it pretty much, uh, disseminated from the swelling of the ear. I, I always photograph some of my ear getting like Mickey Mouse size, you know, wow. ears. um, and anyways, um, no one knows what it is right now. They can only identify from these like cellulose, uh, polysaccharide fibers. They've identified them by somebody, uh, uh Dr. Uh, Kaliri in Clonegen Labs has uh, identified it as a fungus and identified the DNA as something unidentifiable. Um, it's it's spreading across the nation, namely globally. It's it's in the U.S. with a large concentration in Italy, uh, in some places in uh, Europe also, mm-hmm. and New Zealand and, and Australia. But 
Anyways, the, the point that I want to get to, we can return to the, uh, the symptoms or anything like this, but the point that I wanted to get to is the fact that the only reason the CDC actually got into motion into this was because of push by specifically Hillary Clinton. Okay, last year she made a major move to actually push. Got enough, you know, phone calls, enough uh, emails, enough letters calling into her office to actually push this. And then I said, "Wow, okay, Hillary Clinton is actually pushing the CDC to actually push on this." Now I find, okay, with the drop of, uh, um, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. The past two individuals that have just dropped out of the race, um, Edwards and McCain. Uh, okay, Edwards and and, uh, and Giuliani, Giuliani have yeah. just dropped out. Now McCain, Obama, and Hillary are the. Are, I just learned that Obama and McCain have actually pushed for this. Also, what are they now, pushing this, for exactly? The pushing they they had pushed for uh, the CDC to investigate what is going on in the, in the United States of America where people are coming down with this, you know, this, this incredible syndrome. And I mean, it is all across. I mean, I could give you a hundred, uh, you know, podcasts, television commercials, uh, television. Uh, oh, I, I believe you, know, you, but what's the relevance of this? I mean, what, where are you going with this? What I'm saying is that McCain... Yes. The, the remaining candidates that are com- culminating to this port, okay, with this massive, unknown, strange, twilight zone, crazy, fungal uh, infestation that is infecting people, causing mass suicides. Okay, people just can't deal with this. Uh, uh, people are being called delusional and everything. It's just causing a massive schism within the medical industry, okay? Uh, I mean, if, if this comes out and people actually are actually acutely known of what this is, there is going to be massive <laughs> massive uh, lawsuits that are just going to drive down business for, for the, you know, medical uh, community. Big pharma? Um, for, for, well, yeah, I don't know. Big pharma might benefit from it for, you know, like... You're suggesting, hey, this you're suggesting it, you that know? the prednisone gave you um, more gallons, right? No. What okay. I'm saying is the prednisone diminished my immune reaction and then this infiltrated even further. Okay? So why is there going to be some huge fallout um, when they find out that, about this disease? Because there's massive misdiagnosis where people are actually being hammered with delusion of parasitosis, which destroys their entire life, uh, causes their families to think that they're crazy. Um, I mean, I had a normal life until this hit me. I had a normal life. I was doing great in my my field. Uh, I I was I was I was living healthily, and then bam, it hit me, and uh, my life fell apart. You know, and there's thousands of people across the United States that are suffering with this. And well, there's it's there's, on a thousand, every news there's thousands of people with all kinds of mental disorders, and and of course the world hasn't cracked apart. I just don't understand exactly what the the connection between this disease causing people, um, you know, physical and mental anguish, and our our our, our political system falling apart i don't get those the connection there well well well, first of all we're gonna we're gonna talk about an actual physical physiology an actual physical syndrome of of like an actual organism infecting an individual and concurrently the act the 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 doctor giving the person a false diagnosis that causes a compounded uh uh 
pain and agony. So hold on a second. When you say that they're getting a false diagnosis, are you saying that the person actually has this disease, this disorder, and they're not getting diagnosed correctly, or that they don't have the disorder and they are being diagnosed as having the disease? No, no, no. no. I'm saying that they do have something that is extremely uh, terrifying, something that is actually physical, Okay, an organism that is, and they're not able to, and the the doctors are not correctly diagnosing it as what was it called again? I keep forgetting the name of it. Morgellons. Morgellons disease. The doctors are not even looking in the first place. So now, what? How does this all tie in? Why do you bring up Hillary Clinton and all those guys? How is that relevant to? Well, what I'm saying is that this is going to be a major turning point in the next turn of the elections, where it comes down to Medicare, medical solutions for socializing the entire medical. industry okay i mean this is going to be the fulcrum where everything relies upon the cdc is making a major investigation into this via kaiser permanente in northern california right now it's going to take a year-long process ending in october conveniently resting upon the uh, the, the elections conveniently and what do you believe that's going to happen what do you by believe obama mccain and hillary okay but what I mean, do you believe on. is going to happen as a result of this uh, investigation i can't believe anything because i don't have enough information but i'm only speculating that the fact that there's a number of conspicuous coincidences within this and for something crazy like this to pop up within our population only the united states infested in the florida Texas and California, majorly, swarming amounts of this is infecting people, and it is is culminating upon the 2008 elections for presidency and the CDC's uh, Kaiser Permanente. uh, So you're saying that, let me see if I've got this straight, you're saying that uh, you believe this is spreading, the CDC is going to look into it, and you're not going to go out on a limb, but perhaps one of the uh, the scenarios would be that they're going to somehow use this as as leverage to buy to get votes from people. Is that what you're c- concerned about? We'll see. All right. Okay. I guess we'll see. Thanks for the call, and good luck with your uh, condition, sir. Yep, sorry a- to hear about it. Aid, I don't you know I don't want to take that lightly at all, but I don't really see you know how. Uh, McCain or it Hillary. It seems or... like there's a lot of misdiagnosis going on. I I I, I, I don't right. get the um, the imperative here, but it's a good thing that he had a chance to talk about it, whatever it was. Well, yeah. Uh, again, it certainly sounds like a serious condition that people uh, should should certainly be aware of. Uh, again, I'm not sure how the politicians are going to play a, a a role in this. I thought he was calling for this. I thought he was supporting the CDC's investigation, and it didn't sound like that was the case. Because again, why would you want the government to look into this? Uh, they're probably not going to draw the correct conclusions. At this point, it sounds like he has a lot of questions, not a lot of answers, yeah. and, you know, that's where you start. Government-funded research is not the solution. I can tell you that. Having the CDC being the organization that's doing the research, not the best option. More on the way. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is your show, Free Talk Live. Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves, even in these remaining moments. It's Ian here with you. And Wade. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features for free, so enjoy those. And if you like the show, want to help us out a little bit, do your shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. You know Amazon. They're huge. They're the world's largest Internet retailer with over 41 categories of products you can shop in. And if you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, not only are, we going to get a, uh, are you going to get a great deal, and you might even get free Super Saver shipping because that's available on a whole lot of their items. Uh, but also, Free Talk Live will get a cut. Again, that's Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. We go to the phones here. Greg in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Greg? 
Hi. Hey, what's on your mind Hello? tonight? Hello? Hello? You're on the air. What's on your mind? All right. Um, I just wanted to uh, uh, elaborate a little bit more on what that guy was trying to say to you before. I know it's off topic, but he started talking about it. It's, it's on topic uh, if no, we no, want. Show you can call in about anything. So, so you anything can call, about, call in about Morgellons disease if you'd like. It's Morgellons disease. It's a very strange thing. It, it's like these fibers, and it's almost like a nano machine that people are getting. It actually has antennas. I can take you. Uh, Jeff Rent is on right after you. Well, he's not credible at all. He's a crackpot kook. Uh, but you know, what is this about the antennas? What's that? No, no, no. Just, just, just go to that. This is being looked at through CDC, uh, and and San Francisco is looking at it. This is this is really a true thing that's going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure there's really a Morgellons disease out there. What's your point? Well, I just wanted to elaborate a little bit more and maybe direct you somewhere where you could find out more information about it. Like Wikipedia? Uh, and, and if you went to rents.com and scroll down, you'll see CDC Mogellon's research. Stat. Yeah, rents is completely uncredible, sir. Do you have anything credible? Well. And if you don't have it, you don't have it. I mean, I understand. Oh, just look there. It's the CDC. The, the, the CDC's not credible control. either, sir. That's the government. You believe all what right, the government right. tells you? Well, they're looking into this thing. It's Good for very, them. It is the thing that's happening to people. It actually oh, yeah. I'm not denying like, that, I man. hope we didn't it's sound actually, like we were denying it. It, it, it seems like a bioweapon, bio really. Hmm. It's some kind of biological nano-weapon. People do complain of um, you know, feeling like bug-like symptoms, like they're... You know, they've got bugs in them. Greg, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. But just because you feel like you have bugs doesn't mean you, in fact, have nanomachines crawling around. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know if nano... I, I don't know. I mean, maybe there are nanomachines who, crawling around. What the knows? hell do I know? I can tell you I'm not turning to Jeff Rents for the answers, though. I can That's tell you that damn it, sure. it started about the same time that uh, uh, Michael Crichton's uh, The Swarm came out. Look, I'll tell you a little something, a little something here. We, uh, we are not denying this exists. Okay, it exists. People are being affected. Their their lives are livelihoods. I mean, the last guy that was on the line, obviously, uh, his livelihood had been affected by this disease. So I don't think we uh, came off sounding that way. I think people are just trying to uh, give us more information. And the location they're suggesting to get that information is a very questionable source. Uh, he is essentially a talk show host who basically, at one time, he was like the wannabe Art Bell. Like, you know who Art, if you know what talk radio is all about, you know Art Bell, right? He's the host of Coast to Coast AM, or Coast to Coast AM, or was the host uh, for many years in the, the 1990s. And, Give us a call on the wild card. Right, right. part of the, uh, the, uh, the aughts, he, he has been the host. I think he's a part-time host now, maybe on the weekends. Yeah, I think he does the weekends. And stuff. He keeps retiring and coming back and retiring yeah, and coming it's back. It's a fun job. It's hard, you know, why would you want to quit? Oh, I understand. Uh, and so, uh, so, again, Art Bell, very successful show. He talks to ghosts. In the, oh, no, I guess he doesn't talk to ghosts. He talks to people who claim to have talked to ghosts. He talks to all kinds of crackpots, basically, on his program. And essentially, Art Bell doesn't really believe in the things that the people that call... I mean, he might believe in some of them, but in general, his the purpose of his show is to take calls from nutters who, uh, you know, want to spout off about whatever crazy stuff they believe in. And he doesn't call them nuts. No, he he eggs them on and asks them questions and finds out, you know, just exactly how nut, nutty they are. And that's, you know, the fun part of the show. If you're up late at night... It's pretty much on every radio station in America. It's know, like a, some of the things these people say, though, you can't make it up. I mean, it's, it's really out there. 
<laughs> well, I, I don't know, man. Uh, it's uh, I'm not saying it's all false or it's all true. It's just right. that's what he does. Uh, and so inevitably, when there's a successful radio show, there will be imitators. And one of those imitators uh, at one time was Jeff Rents. He's kind of an actual crazy guy who has similar guests on uh, that as Art Bell might have on, except I think Rents actually believes everything his guests say. And uh, now apparently he shifted gears into... Like the wannabe Alex Jones. Now he doesn't want to be Art Bell anymore. Now he wants to be Alex Jones and you know get into this you know world of conspiracy and nine eleven truth and all that nonsense. So I mean, talk about a guy with no credibility. And if you've seen his hair, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Hair. Yeah. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's talk to Gene, the Christian anarchist. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Gene. Hello. I wanted to update you on the joke sham of a of a. Uh debate today oh okay yeah, do tell do tell is it over at this point yeah it's over okay. and it i'm you know it typically uh you sit down and watch these things and you you wonder why i wasted an hour and a half and that's mm. true that other than the, the about three little gems that ron paul got to say during that hour and a half the rest of it was just more of the same you know political garbage right but um I think Ron Paul is actually getting better at getting his message out in 30-second sound bites. That's because, good. Because uh, what he said really seemed to knock it out of the park. And, uh, of course, the message is always the same with Ron Paul. You never have to try and figure out what his message is going to be tonight. You sure. Know? It's always the same message. And he brings it back to uh, back to the basics and tries to get everybody back on the track. And then, of course, the rest of them on stage there are looking at him like he's some kind of a spaceman, a little green man, because they don't have a clue what the economy is about and how it works, and you know what what fiat currency is and what gold and silver are. They, you know, these guys don't have a clue. Sure, they're just politicians, and, scum of the but earth. The, but the conspiracy definitely runs deep because I mean they did not give this man. There's only four people now on stage. They right. have no excuse. They can't. They, they can't say, well, we just had, don't have enough time. It's There's a only four light. people sitting. Four people sitting on that stage, and they can't give him three minutes during an hour and a half. Well, now they could use an excuse. That, that what their excuse could be at this point as well, uh, Gene, uh, Ron Paul only polled at 3%. He only got 3% of the vote in Florida, and it's clear his candidacy is pretty much over. So why should we even – I mean, you should be grateful we're giving him even any time whatsoever. That'd well, then excuse. they shouldn't even invite him to the stage. I, you know, That's but, a good point. Yeah, I mean, if, if you don't think he's qualified, don't invite him. Uh, but if you're going to invite him, then shouldn't he be treated as the other candidates are being treated? And, of course, uh, as Ron Paul has made clear, there are uh, there's only something like 3% of the delegates that are pledged so far. So it's way too early to be writing anybody out of the campaign. Absolutely. How many more debates are there going to be, though? I mean, we got to be. I think got to be winding this down. This is the last one before Super Tuesday. So now I, I don't know what they're going to do after Super Tuesday, but this is this is the end now. Right. Until Super Tuesday. Because there are. I mean, I guess I've heard there are some other primaries after Super Tuesday. So I wonder if they're going to bother with debates after. Actually, that. Actually, after Super Tuesday, we still have over half of the dele- or about half of the delegates uncommitted. Really? So yeah. Super Tuesday, we're only halfway there. All right. And now so it's done to a four-man race. Even after Super. Yeah, even after Super Tuesday, it's not all over. So any other observations from the debate tonight? Because I know that uh, in the Fox debate, the hosts made a point of interrupting Ron Paul during one of his answers. Did any of that nonsense happen? Oh, they happen? did, definitely. Uh, the very first time Ron Paul tried to answer something, they, they said, well, we're going to give you a chance to answer that later, and they cut him off. And, of course, they never did give him a chance oh. to answer it later. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, they, they're extremely... Uh, 
biased. You know, and Gene, you said Ron Paul's been getting doing uh, been doing better at answering the questions in a more soundbite friendly manner, and and that's good. Uh, but I I have to agree with some critique that I I had read earlier that uh, and I've I've voiced this earlier on the show uh, several months ago that Ron Paul just isn't. <coughs> forthcoming enough he's not forceful enough uh for instance if they'd promised to let him answer that question he could he should have interjected and said hey by the way you haven't let me answer that question can i go ahead and answer it now uh and he's just he's not really he's not coming back as i guess firm as i think he might as he should be able to and really well, demanding the he, uh the treatment he's, that, that he he's should taken get. the gentlemanly approach and i guess that's we'll true. just have to wait and see whether that's the wiser approach yeah, I, I think that these these politicians are are low life, down, just scum of the earth, uh, and they they absolutely deserve to be taken to task. I mean, call them out as socialists and fascists. Take the heart, you know. Take uh, get dirty with them because they're going to get dirty with him if if he continues to stay in the race and continues to be a threat. I don't think there's anything wrong with calling these people out for what they are. Yeah, well, of course, I would get dirty with them because that's you know I feel if you're going to play dirty, you get dirty back at you, but. Uh... I don't think that that's his style. No, nope, it certainly he, isn't. He has kicked uh, three incumbents out of office, so I guess he knows something about politics. That's true. We'll see what happens. As you said, it's not even close to being over yet, so we'll continue following it. Gene, thanks for your thoughts on the debate tonight. 800. Uh-huh. Oh, wait, we're done. What am I talking about? It's the end of the show. We'll be back tomorrow night, and it has been Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Hey, uh, and of course, uh, hopefully I'll be able to see the debate excerpts, because I never watch the full thing. I like watching the Ron Paul segments, which, <laughs> according to Gene, is only going to be a handful of minutes. So we'll bring you that, uh, the latest on that tomorrow night, and take uh, your calls about anything, as always. Plus, uh, the IRS story, Wesley Snipes. What's the IRS have to say about him? We'll see it all tomorrow night. Online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.